we hum the song and then we start. What the fuck is up? <laughs> Welcome to the Nice Price Podcast. Frat Zone. Welcome to the Dude Cast, all, all baby. Dude Wednesday night. It's still daylight out. Uh, the first time. Up. Well, maybe when we started, it was this time of year. But as far as I can remember. This time it, of year. Uh, this particular daylight, daylight savings time. Ah. Uh, no, uh, we started in September, I believe. As far as I can remember, I haven't shown up here at 6 p.m. and it be daylight out. Nor have you shown up 25 minutes late. <laughs> yeah, well, you didn't show up at 6 p.m. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Uh, Mr. Always on Time, Mr. Never yeah. Missed the Thing. You hyped me up, you hyped it up last week mm-hmm. and you fucked me this jinxed time. You. you jinxed me. It basically jinxed you for Classic sure. Classic jinx. And, uh, we have some bad news. Allie didn't make it. She died again. <laughs> Dead as a doornail. Uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Allie B. R.I.P. But I mean, in the place, as a replacement, uh, we have Luke Buchanan. He has risen. Yo. Hey, Luke, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. Hey, long-time listener, first-time guest. <laughs> first, I'll, I'll, I'll get your answers off air. Uh, <laughs> last time Luke and I spent a lot of time around one another, it was also podcast-related. For sure. It, you and I are, uh, I guess, dorks? I, I, like, I prefer the term super For fan. Sure. Super fan, okay, yeah. of uh, another podcast called Oh uh, Yeah Dude, a.k.a. UID. And last time they came to Raleigh to play a live show, you Only and I... Only time they came to Raleigh. Only time, that's true. You and I yeah, endeavored two shows. to... Counts. To very... To me, I thought very cool. To other people, perhaps weird and odd. <laughs> We I think to most people. <laughs> we you and me and John, I think all thought it was great. Kate thought it was cool, and everybody else thought it was kind of creepy. Yeah, that was weird. We we uh, the the podcast that we mentioned, the aforementioned UID, they recorded. They don't have a cool ass studio like we do. They don't have Dabby Road, so they did it in their living room. And you and I, not stalked. What's the word? I mean, we just went on YouTube and saw like the videos of them in their living room, which is just... how we, which is how me and Enid got into that show. Yeah, it was uh, YouTube, the Craig's oh, house. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so we just uh, um, recreated their living room on stage at King's. Yeah, we built like and a, freaked them out like a set. Imagine like a um, like a flat wood but painted set like a play would have. We did that for the living room, um, but it was dope. It was a lot of fun, and it looked cool as shit. Yeah, I mean they they, they liked it, and they I think everybody it. thought it was funny, and anybody that was like a big fan thought it was great. But the my favorite part was like the very next episode when they got back to L.A. and they were recording it. They talked about how Seth had bought a bunch of furniture and he got <laughs> yeah. like a new couch. We like freaked him out. He's <laughs> yeah. like, I'm gonna change my living room. So that I think when he realized that like two people on the other side of the country could accurately like recreate his living room from a ten year old YouTube video, <laughs> yeah. he, he decided it was time for He's a change. Like, ah, so it hasn't even changed in ten years. Haven't even moved the coaster in this joint. Yeah, but uh, that was a lot of fun. That was at King's Barcade, Best Rock Club in Raleigh. And, uh, sure. And, uh, but we've been, uh, we were in your, your studio. We were working on that. We were being like, there was a dude hang. This is a dude cast. Yeah. Welcome to the dude cast. This is just Trace Ombrace hanging out here. Trace right? Ombrace. Oh, spoiler, right alert, spoiler little alert. Tease, a little teasy. Um, Do you have some teasers, Matt? Yeah. As, I, uh, as Enoch always asks, how might people know who you are, Luke? Uh, well, I guess, uh, I think most people probably know me from working at pools. If you are coming to pools, I probably made you a drink. Uh, but my main gig, I'm a painter. Um, I do murals. I did that, uh, knee high building up the street. I did yeah. the all our welcome Raleigh on the side of pools. 
that gets a lot of play. You're also the make it happen captain, correct? I'm also the make it happen captain. And there is an uh, there's another way. I feel like you're we've referenced you on one of the episodes of this show. Uh, Paul mentioned to me when he talked about uh, Robert Plant coming into pools a few years ago, and he said that you know it, he basically got the story right that he came in. It was a Triangle Wine Experience dinner. We were closed to the public, and for someone was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, you know, like uh, we're having a wine dinner tonight." And he said, "Oh, well, we've come all the way from England." Did he say, "Is that Zoso?" Did he, did he say <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he said. <laughs> but it wasn't me that recognized him. Actually, it was uh, my buddy John Upsol, who uh, has spread NC Catering now. So shout out to John. But yeah, John was just like, whoa, 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 please, you know, Mr. Plant, please have a seat. And then Ashley came out and just was like, you know, what do you want to eat? Also, uh, congratulations to her. They just announced today that she made uh, finalist for Outstanding Chef. Hell yeah. Of all in America. Yeah, she's the best. It's amazing. Yeah, big shout out. I I don't know her personally. Um, I just know that everything she does, I like. Yeah. So that's pretty much. I mean, I don't want to just talk too much about it, but I love her. She's the best. I think she's a Carolina fan, though. Is this true? I don't think I don't think I've ever heard her talk about basketball once. Welcome to the March Madness cast. Yeah, uh, but no one ever tomorrow drop date. Uh, this will be late, old, but come by the store tomorrow. Someone's watch basketball. Like a, probably a national champion. Yeah, I don't think anybody <laughs> ever talked to me about basketball for more than like a couple minutes because they like quickly see that I have no idea. I moved to North Carolina when I was like nine years old. You already and, missed uh, it. People were like, "What team do you pull for?" And I would just be like, "I, you know, I know all those words." That you just said, but I don't know what you're asking me right, <laughs> right. now. I picked NC State because I like the Wolf. You picked the right one, buddy. Yeah. Well, really, the Pirates. But as a Raleigh native, I grew up as a diehard State fan, and then not until I went to ECU did I sort of have a, a confused allegiance. By the way, going to the ball game on Sunday if he wants to go, going to Greenville. Oh, word. Watch the baseball game. It's going to rule. Huh. I'll throw that there to the fans. So a week after you've heard this, or a week before you've heard this, I went to a baseball game. Did you want to go? <laughs> Who are they playing? This is a good podcasting. Who are they this is great. I mean, it's a sports uh, I cast. they're playing College of Charleston. I believe Boring. Their, their, their mascot is the Shitheads. The, the College of Charleston Shitheads. Just guessing. Um, but hey, uh, so Luke knows because he listens. Unlike some of you. Well, no, they're listening, so I can't say unlike some of them. Unlike some other people in the Everybody world. Unlike some guests. A bunch of fucking dorks. Um, what we do is we talk about records and other stuff going on. Matt, oh, yeah, Matt. What did you... What happened to you since we talked to you last? <laughs> what happened, happened to you, me? Matt? Yeah. Why were you late? Uh, everywhere in Raleigh sucks right now. Uh, every like main route has like construction going on, and it takes you an extra five to ten minutes to do anything that's in your normal day-to-day route, I feel like, if you've lived here for a long time. Hey, do you think I hear about it a lot? Do you think uh, people ask me you mean right um, here on, uh, when it's going to be over a lot? <laughs> you mean uh, Nice Price Books and Records at 3106 Hillsborough Street? Raleigh, North Carolina. Two seven six zero three seven seven. Damn, ah, so close. But it's that was sick, it's though. hell on earth out here. Uh, hey, we're I'll, just gonna be over. Says guy I've never seen before in my life. How many? Yeah. Times? <laughs> don't make it easy to get in here, do they? Says guy I've never seen. Like God. How damn. many times a day do you hear that? Uh, like without exaggeration, like twelve to twenty I, a day. <laughs> they just redid the railroad tracks over on Cabarrus Street, which is like my main route to and from work. And uh, and a lot and a lot of other places and like every every <laughs> if you're kind of coming and going from Boylan like, Heights like that's the main yeah. that's the main and I'm I'm coming from like Mordecai so I my habit is just to turn down Peace and take it all the way up but that like penis? the capital Peace a Peace the capital and Penis <laughs> is also just hellish and it's it's like, always been bad and now it's just even worse this is for uh you know for the people listening across this is for the country. Weird Al fans it went from bad to even worse. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man, I wanted to say something about Weird Al. I thought that that was an awesome episode, and I was really stoked on it. I wish I would have fucking been here. Uh, I have. Man. I had so much to offer for that episode. No offense. I felt to like I had a lot to offer too. Um, but uh, I didn't know any closeted. Weird you definitely, Al you definitely had a lot to offer because you did him for the cover up. I yeah. met him as a teenager. Bro. I met him as a teenager. Oh shit. We both should have been here. I didn't know. Nobody told me. <laughs> yeah. No, Hang Sean. On a and second, me. I gotta. Oh sweet. Something tall and strong may get a Miller light so I don't feel uptight. It's only half past twelve, but I don't care. It's five o'clock everywhere. Hey, Nooch, how's it going with that Miller light? Oh yeah, that is what you always say. Sure does. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Sean and me did Weird Al for the cover up a few years ago, and it was the greatest, one of the greatest uh, nights of my life. <laughs> it was one of the greatest nights of my life. And what, I was just uh, in was the audience. The, what was the opener? What was the closer, if you recall? Um, so, what we did is, so my brother Sean and me are close. We both, we look kind of a lot alike, too. So, we both were Weird Al, and we switched every other song. Uh, and we talked to Paul beforehand, and he let us go a little extra because we had full costume changes for every. Because they're kind of covering the videos, not just the and songs. And that's what he does as, as his live stage show. He it's very much like did y'all do white and nerdy no we did um they just did the we started classics. off with with uh i came out and did eat it and then sean came out and did fat one of the worst things that ever happened on stage is his inflatable fat suit right before he came out like the batteries dropped out into like the leg of his fat suit and it didn't inflate it was oh no it was it was pretty sad we thought about doing it again just to redo the fat suit but uh yeah and then we closed with yoda and I was pretty. We ended up going to see. Yeah, went and saw him uh, at the Coca booth, and uh, turns out like he played the same set that we played. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, like, you're like seen it before. I did it already. Yeah. He closes there. with that. It's become like a weird, just like ending really? song for him. It's really easy for the crowd to sing along to, you know, yo 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 Yoda. I'm surprised that's his closer. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's. Uh, it wasn't like one of his biggest hits, but the, among his like cult fans like that's just what he always closes with i was unaware of the level of appreciation for weird al as you probably heard in the episode i yeah, was he's like, an american treasure he truly is and i we i did we did uh, amish paradise which we talked about a lot on the show and i sang that one and it was really difficult when you said that uh that chameleon air like complimented weird al's like uh fast rapping <laughs> i was i, I believe it because that was tough well you do i mean you've done beastie boys before too which was no I mean, yeah. Am I a rapper? I don't know. You tell me. I think it makes you a rapper. Yeah. I think if you're rapping, you're a rapper. Yeah, I just feel bad for all the flowers and like all the trees that are blooming. And then it's like, oh, yeah. psych. Yeah, it's sounding bad. I think I got some tulips that are probably frozen right now. They're gone, dude. <sighs> Hell on earth. Well, welcome to the Nice Price Podcast. Um, <laughs> Speaking of a cold, misty, rainy place, Twin Peaks. There you okay. go. Yes. Also, <laughs> Chicago, the hometown of the Twin Peaks band. Um, I don't know about City. y'all. I did not listen to this. I'm going to talk about the band Twin Peaks. Hold on. We'll see. Real quick. Yes. I honestly didn't, when you sent out what you were talking about, Yeah. I didn't know that they had a singles collection out or whatever you're about to talk about. I thought you meant the soundtrack vinyl release of the show, the most recent version of the show. Yeah, I thought it was going to be all those bands that play at the end at the Roadhouse, like all those tracks. No, I don't. Which would have been cool. So yeah, I'm talking about the band Twin Peaks. Got it. So well, which was still I'll, I guess awesome. I'll I guess I'll just strap in and uh, let you roll. Strap baby. in for the ride. So the television show, 
I have not much to say about it. I did not. En- I enjoyed season one a lot. You mean when they played at Mamandi? Wait, no, no. The, I'm now from the show. Oh, I'm just talking about the television show. <laughs> Wait, which television show? When they played at Hopscotch. Oh God damn it! <laughs> All right. Which yeah, I, say- I legit didn't know until right now that we weren't talking about the show soundtrack. Okay. We're talking about the band Twin Peaks from Chicago, Illinois. Got it. Now, for a moment, I'm going to talk about the television show uh-huh. because I avoided listening to this band for a long time because of their band name. I thought it was like dumb to like, like this. Not, not the best name. Yeah, it's my band, Big Lebowski. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, what's it, like, give me a break with this. I'd listen like, to that. At least give it a spin, ooh. you know. Oh, nice one. Something tall and strong may get a Miller light so I don't feel uptight. It's only half past twelve, but I don't care. It's five o'clock everywhere. Hey, Nooch, how's it going with that Miller light? Oh yeah, that is what you always say. Sure does. Uh-uh, uh-uh. o'clock everywhere um so and and i didn't like that show i liked season one when it was like oh fuck who did it and then when it started to get into like bizarro world i was out hard pass and i never finished it and in fact rachel and i we went on wikipedia and just like looked up what happened i was very disappointed to learn oh, how, how it ended up i was like this is ridiculous and i did not watch the new thing which everyone tells me is good but i haven't watched it's it. good i never watched the show when it first came out but my roommate like in college was crazy about it and she had like all the VHS box? Yeah, VHS box set. And Firewalk With Me on DVD. So I'd always watch Firewalk With Me because it was the only one on DVD. And I didn't want to mess up with the VCR. And I made no absolute... I'd never seen any of the show, so it made absolutely no sense. So I watched it literally 30, 40 times just being like, I'm going to figure this shit out. (laughs) So it's it's a Rubik's Cube for you. It's just Firewalk With Me. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get it. Uh, I don't know. I I did one time fall asleep when I was... We were living in Greenville. I fell asleep with the... uh, the DVD of the season one in, and the that menu is a log being sawn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 so for like seven hours, I had just like this these horrible. Oh, like, yeah, we, I think you talked about no! that. There was another episode where somebody and you're was like, "Damn, Rachel, that. stop! You're, like you're killing the Z's over yeah, there. I can't snoring. sleep over here. Like, what is this, a saloon? <laughs> Damn frat house." Yeah, no, nah, I don't. I, if I've already repeated myself, that's a bummer. But it probably did. But yeah, that was a good story, though. That was whack. And then I didn't get the show. Like it got too bizarro and like metaphysical and shit. I went into it. But anyway, so that's why I avoided this band for a long time. It's a good reason. Until um, Enoch's not a big fan of metaphysical mysteries. <laughs> I'm not. That's, that's, that's <laughs> quote me on that. He yeah. says, yeah, "Hell yeah." <laughs> um, Quentin, who works at Nice Price, was playing a record one day, and I was like, "What is this? I like this a lot." And it was the most recent studio album by Twin Peaks. So then I got into them, um, and what I'm going to talk about now is the recently released uh, Sweet Singles Apostrophe 17, which is a... So they did a single a 7-inch series in 2017. They put out one 7-inch every month with two songs, so therefore... Or no, no, one 7-inch every six months. Er, God damn it. They put out 12 songs last year on six different seven inches. <laughs> Point being. Every other month they put out a seven inch. Got it. Had two songs, a total of 12 songs, one for each month. It's math cast. And they then uh, comp- compiled those into this release called Sweet 17 Singles. But um, there's 12 of them. Because there's, there's 12 of them. Is this the one that looks it's like... 17 as in the year 17. Is this the one that the cover looks like kind of kinks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. 
Um, and it's a good record. Um, and it's good in the way that it's also not a real album, which is sometimes fun to have. Like, these are compilations of seven inches of songs they were recording one at a time or two at a time, whenever they were getting in there. It wasn't like a, hey, let's knock out, let's sit down in the studio and make an album. These yeah. are just fun tunes. You could subscribe to the series and get them all at once or get them later on at the end, like I like what this is. Um, they're still very much the, like, jangly, garagey psych pop stuff that they do yeah you can hear the influences yeah pretty clearly they're, yeah they're they're very like their influences are very obvious um but they do a good job of not they're not ripoffs but um you know who they listen to but their songs are good they're good enough that they i listen to them and i like them a lot yeah i listened in the studio today after you sent that text out and i really dig i was really digging it um but i did i did think uh you know you do hear like their influences like Rolling Stones, Kinks, it's like, yeah, of course, like everybody yeah, listens to that. Who doesn't? But that um, second song, I can't remember what it was called, something about the pines. Underneath the pines. Underneath the pines. We're going to hear it later, actually. Oh, great. That song, it literally sounds like uh, uh, like Keith Richards like put his guitar down to like go to the loo. And those dudes. They call like, it the loo. Pick... Got in the queue for the loo. Yeah. And <laughs> to the got... lift. The loo queue. The loo queue. The loo queue. And then one of those dudes came and like picked it up and started playing it. Like it's yeah. just dead it, on. It has, yeah. It, they have those licks and those little riffs and little runs that like remind me of my favorite era of Rolling Stones records. Yeah. So that even if it is referential, I don't, I really can't care because it's, it hits me in that spot that I love of the Stones. I'm yeah, like, it might not have been Keith Richards' guitar. It might have been Brian Jones. Jones's guitar before or Brian before he left to start that other band. His solo project. Oh, the Brian Jones time asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He so he. It's weird. Most people think he actually drowned to death in a swimming pool. Turns out, nah. He moved to San Francisco, made some lo-fi records, and then moved to Berlin and yeah. played hopscotch last year. He was great. He also moved to. Uh, that venue was bad though. Uh, damn it! Where was it? In French Guyana, and he. <laughs> yeah. He and a hundred people. Yeah, he like murdered a few hundred each other. people. Yeah, that was kind of like not very chill. Well, this is see. I'm glad you brought this up because we need to get into the true crime area because that's all that people want for a podcast. That's yeah. how we get our ratings. They up. want someone to be murdered, and for oddly enough, they want us to not know who did it. Yeah, and they don't want to know who did it. My friend, uh, actually, just today, my friend Claire down at Anchor Light Studio, she asked me to ride along with her to go like to some storage space because she was going to buy some off Craigslist. To murder you? <laughs> well, I don't know. She was like, <laughs> I listened to too many podcasts about like people getting murdered. I'm scared to go this Craigslist ad like check out this drill press at a storage space. So. Will you come with me? And I was like, so that I can get murdered too? Yeah. Like I was like, I'm gonna stay, I'll stay here and you call me, you know? And yeah. if you get murdered, then I can like, I'll be alive to like tell the tale. This dude's getting a bogo on murders. Yeah. He's like, oh man, I just called one. I got two. <laughs> I got two. Woohoo. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, true crime is good. Um, oh, interesting fact what I found out about Twin Peaks during my very in-depth research. Um, they're from Chicago. They did, they like classic like met in high school or like met when they were all teenagers and went off to college together Cute. but when they were in college together they all got suspended for 10 days because they all got caught burning one Ooh, now what's interesting yeah. one of the people who also got caught with him and kicked out for 10 days and later named his first mixtape like the 10 day incident or whatever it was uh-huh hold on chicago chicago mixtape uh, 10 days is it like a d is it like a tech life reference here it's chance the rapper oh <laughs> they went to high school with chance the rapper and they all got kicked out of school for 10 days he got suspended for smoking grass and his first mixtape which he made during that 10 day gap that See, became the thing that kind of put him on the be, map being productive i appreciate that 
So yeah, all that stuff you hear about pot being like a gateway drug, yeah, gateway to stardom. Am yeah. I right, guys? I read that they dropped out of school to <laughs> to like reform their band, and mm-hmm. I think that's cool. They all went to some like small liberal arts school in like Washington State, and they got there, and they're like, so we only actually want to be in this band together. We moved all the way to fucking Washington. Let's yeah. go back, and they went back to Chicago. And I respect rocking. people that drop out of school. I can't even drop out of school like in my dreams. I'm still like trying to get to English class. <laughs> You're still, oh no, and only one pant leg's on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nightmare. I like. I even have dreams where I'm like, man, this sucks. I got to go to English class. I was like, I, I went to college. I got a job and everything. I'm still, still got to go to Miss Nelson's class. I, I was not a great. How, Matt, what a, a hard student. ass she was. How were you as a student? Uh, started off strong. Last couple <laughs> years, right in the middle. <laughs> now when we say started off. Are we talking? Are we talking kindergarten? Yeah, I think that's what we're talking. No, up, up, until, sharing. up until he was like, always on time. Um, like you kill it when you still had snack time <laughs> nap time was a big <laughs> one I truly shined in uh, Miss Lancaster's fourth grade class no, what, what elementary uh, school did you go to for real um, kindergarten and grade one Middlesex elementary and they kicked you out three through six Bailey elementary because it was when that was still elementary school now yeah, sixth yeah. grade is southern Ash middle which was junior high when I was there everything's different now out there in uh, Nash County yeah, yeah. Um, but, but no, I was like, honestly, I w- like made really good grades and was like in all like AP classes up and or whatever you call them until like, until, like, until like until like tenth or eleventh grade. <laughs> I just class. didn't care. Like I didn't care. Started anymore. burning once I listened to emo music. Like I don't have time for this. <laughs> I was listen- too busy driving out to, to Chapel Hill to see like the Get Up Kids and the Promise Ring and shit like that. <laughs> Later and, I'll, and I would get not get much sleep and be late for class. Yeah, man. I just didn't care anymore. That's all it was. I didn't. I, I didn't try. Yeah, I was a fairly lazy, disorganized student in high school. I was like, I wasn't disruptive or rude or anything like that, but I just wasn't very. Yeah, successful. I never got into any trouble. Uh, I, yeah, just I lack did of motivation. actually. I just remember this one time in high school. We went to the the Bojangles near my house on Uber Avenue. Mm-hmm. I went to Southeast Valley High School. Go Bulldogs! Um, I almost we called that uh, when I was at Enlo. We called that ninth period. Nice. Oh, it's like fourth meal. Yeah, sick. <laughs> Literally, you could oh, yeah. you could skip school any any time, any day at Enlo and roll up to that Bojangles, and somebody you knew would be up there That's smoking point. cigarettes. So we we would we went there one time, and I don't know what possessed me. I don't know if it was a double dog dare or what, but I took my drink, my sweet tea, and I I was passenger in front of my car, <laughs> and I hooked it over the car, and it busted on the it didn't bust the windshield, but the drink exploded all over the windshield of some like. He probably worked for AT and T. It was some sort of like oh. work work van, and I, I, it's so out of character. I don't know why I did it. Anyway, he Sounds high speed cool. chased us back to the school. <laughs> like I remember my <laughs> the dude rules. Uh, his name was Chris, I think. Yeah, so we're like hauling ass, and we, we're like going through neighborhoods and shit. And we're, I mean, Chris is whipping it, and we're like, uh, we. How do you know his name? Now Chris is the driver. Oh, the driver. And we oh, get there, buddy. and we like, we like. <laughs> I thought you meant, it's Chris. I thought, I thought you meant the, <laughs> yeah. the, the go, maintenance go, man. Go. He had a name. My name is. <laughs> I was stitched on a shirt. And anyway, so we roll up and, and I'm like, and we like come to a halt and we're like, oh my God, like I think we lost him. Like we made it. And I was like, what's that smell? And Chris is like, yeah, I think that's my clutch, dude. Like I was like, I was whipping it hard through these neighborhoods. Nice. And then like, well, he goes and parks his car and we're walking to class. And as we do it, we see the dude had just guessed ahead of time and driven straight to Southeast and was oh, walking yeah. inside the school to bust us. And uh, if I recall, Chris stayed a homie and did not rat me out. And didn't really get in any real trouble. Just had like apologize or something because it was just a sweet tea on his windshield. Like, it's not like we like snitch. slash his tires. But he did not snitch on us. Chris didn't. He didn't snitch on me. He could have been like, "Yo, Enoch was in the whip with me." 
Um, it's a good dude. But uh, I don't remember. I mean, you know, high school was cool. Like, I don't remember. Did you smoke weed in high school? I know you've only done it a few times, but was one of those times in high school? Uh, I don't think so. I think I was technically graduated. I was I in auto shop once. I was in auto shop in high school, and uh, Mr. Holloway used to send me to Advanced Auto Parts right there on New Bern, mm-hmm. and he'd be like, "You know, I need you to go get some spark plugs for Mister Whatever's car." He'd be like, "While you're out there, if you want to swing by Bojangles, pick, pick Mister Holloway up a country ham biscuit." You know, and you, and you were always down because you knew you would run into one of your buddies there. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> we doing here like oh, I'm gonna got an A in auto shop for sure. Hell yeah. Yeah, so anyway, um, back to Twin Peaks. They um, they went to high school with Chance the Rapper. That's cool. But uh, they put on a great show at Hopscotch. Was it last year, year before? I can't quite recall. Uh, they played two years ago, I want to say. Two years, okay. But I could be wrong. They all blend together. They rule. They come um, around a lot. They're they've coming also to a, a live record that's very good. Um, and they have a fairly uh, down-to-earth... Uh, What's the thing where you make fun of yourself? Self-deprecation. Self-deprecating social media presence. Um, Woo! It's five o'clock everywhere. There's that favorite hey. tune you love. <laughs> they uh, so yeah. yeah I really I, love it. By the time we're done, I just kind of I, I think the band's good. These singles are fun. It's like a it's a nice break. I, I tend to get into records that are like record records, often. Like, I like the heaviness of, like, a, we, I sat down to make these six songs. So not this, in other words. Exactly. So every now and then I like to slip in a, like, a pure fun, pure joy, similar to Rod For Your Love from last week's episode. Again, to Rod we- For Your Love. <laughs> um, and so similar to that, it's like, it's just a good time. Drop the needle, sit back with, uh, I would suggest, an ice cold Miller Lite. If you don't drink booze, I guess, uh, Wild Cherry Pepsi. Those are my favorite drinks. Topo Chico. Topo Chico is very popular. I haven't that had lime, one yet. The lime one, one is probably the best thing I ever drank. Either company, if you're listening, we oh, want to sponsor. sponsor. Yeah, sponsor the shit out of us. Send us a case. Um, and we'll, you know what? Next episode, listeners, we got some information for you. This is a teaser. Ooh, a tease? A tease. About a sponsorship? About a sponsorship. We've got one. Anyway. Um, I can't wait to hear about so it. So, Matt, you thought I was talking about the television show, so you know, you know nothing about this record, correct? Um, you I've know about the band. I've seen the cover of it. I, I I know who the band is. I know enough about this band. I guess I just didn't. I just honestly didn't know that you, like you were that, talking about. Do you like that television show? I uh, yes. Do you like them? Did you watch the new one? I have watched some of it. Luke was actually one of the ones who first started telling me like, "Have you checked out the new Twin Peaks yet? It fucking rules." Like I loved it. it. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> but I have. I still haven't for whatever reason like sat down to to like get myself through it. I don't pretend to understand it. I think a lot of people are like talking about it, like this is what this meant. I was like, I don't even know. I just enjoy watching like how crazy it is. Right. Yeah, I'm. I'm a very um. What's the word? Square. I'm a very Dumb. square. I think that's the word. <laughs> like we talked about. I don't want like just. Just make it so I know what's going on, man. Yeah, I don't know. Like, ever... Don't give me any of this. I, this like, I'm not into that shit. I don't pretend to know, but I like I said, it's just it's entertaining. Plus, you know, Kyle McLaughlin totally rules. Which one's he? He's like, you know, Quiz Ass Adirax. Is he in the Matrix? Nah, man, he's from Dune, yo. Dune. Yeah, you never saw Dune? Nah. You ever read Dune? <laughs> Greatest book. <laughs> I have not read Dune. I'm actually starting a Dune cast. Is this that, true? 
No, but I just thought oh, about it. Oh, you should do it. It's yeah. only one it's <laughs> only one letter off from this one. The dude cast. Yes. <laughs> uh, we should listeners, you should put pre- social pressure on Luke to do a dune cast instead of don't talk about it be about it. That's one of our big That's things. That's a good point. Well, Sean and me wanted to start a podcast about um, about Ice Cube. We're going to try to like, you know, decode all the Ice Cube's lyrics. It was going to be called Gleaning the Cube. But uh, we decided we we're not really real too prepared to do that. Real question: is, is, Are there a lot of codes in his lyrics? I thought it was no. Really I just it, it basically came from like one of the songs where he was saying, you know, they had to get Rodney to stop me, you know. And then another time he was like, "Are they going to do me like Rodney?" And I was like, "What? I don't understand his position on Rodney." And Sean was explaining it to me, and I was like, "All right, this is this is good, you know." Because yeah. when I when I first heard those Ice Cube records, you know, I didn't know anything he was talking about because I was like a, in my early teens, like yeah. just kind of knowing that it was i wasn't really supposed to listen to it probably and being into it uh r.i.p rodney king though he uh he drowned in a swimming pool apparently because you hate him and you think his life is worthless but he had a there was it was a drug-induced heart attack and he while whilst now here's the thing you think like oh what a bummer except actually dog he was kind of like having a party <laughs> in, like in it, a yeah. swimming pool i mean he had a little uh-oh and he died but like up I mean, until that moment, go. he was like, I'm living the dream. Right yeah. now. I'm in my he, swimming he pool. He went out on top. High as a Georgia pine. Like, what's not to like? Yeah. I mean, for him, it's not my vibe. But yeah, RIP, Ronnie King. <laughs> back, to, back to being a square. <laughs> uh, real question, though. Yeah. You laughed when I said, have you ever read Dune? Yeah. I know that that is not your vibe. Like, fantasy, yeah. sci-fi, whatever you would classify that as. I, I, know, I know that that's not your thing. Sci-fi. How, but however, you're, you, one of your things is books. You, I love books. You own a bookstore. I do. So I'm wondering, does it ever, are you never not curious as to like what is considered a masterpiece in this genre? Even if that's not your genre. Right. Do you never, well, you never check those out in any sort of way? There's two things in its favor is that it's a serial. Like there's more in the, I like that. My, uh, my brain likes that a lot. Um, I mean, I'd be more inclined to read a book about dunes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's about, dude. <laughs> then like, that's what I call it that. Than, than whatever, like, some, you know, There's whatever this thing is about. There's tons and tons of dunes in the book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't believe how many dunes yeah. are in this book. <laughs> it's like a whole plan. <laughs> they charge you by the dune. Um, yeah, I, I've been curious about... Not, not even that book, but any book like that. Like, so ones have, that you know are, like, the, I did read the main some, joints I did of read that. some of the, the, the Game of Thrones books because... Um, they were given so me as hard a gift. when they first came out. They they were given as a gift, and someone was like... Oh, I love these. I think you would like them. And he was like, "I know you like, uh, like there's a, there's the serial nature of them, and there's like a, pol- a lot of political intrigue, and like you're into that kind of vibe. I'm like, I loved West Wing, and I like books in that vibe too as well. And I was like, okay, like, so I gave it a shot, and I did read them all. I don't remember a single damn thing that happened. I I did enjoy them a little bit. There's certain part, but I remember to anybody who's read those damn books, like, I mean, there's pages about like just the fucking food they Dude. eat. Yeah, for real. Like I, I, when I saw the word poached, I was like, "All right, skip a page." I like straight up. I you, seriously clowned those books for a long time because my brother was way into them, and I picked one up and read it, and it was just like, just the language in it. I was like, I can't read this. Yeah, so it's not my vibe. I, I, it was. I also, I am also the once I start a thing, I tend to finish it. So I got through them all, and I was like, ah, I mean, it's fine. I haven't watched the show because I read it all, and at the time, I didn't want to watch it. I was like, I just read this. I don't want to do this all over again. Um, and so I've. Man, I'm not into I'm not into the whole thing. I did end up reading them all. True story. I got dumped. I was like, 
super sad and i just like picked one up the first one and just like powerhouse through like yeah. the whole series in like a month just my, to like get away one of my issues and this is to the larger issue of fantasy and sci-fi in general is that i find it i don't want to use the word cheating but like like if we're writing a novel and it's about uh you and i luke you would have to like, read that you'd have to be very talented and take a lot of time and effort to create the relationship and the kind of characters and people to create the kind of conflict that a story that would deserve a novel would need right but in fantasy you're like hey why don't these two people like each other it's like oh well he um raped and murdered his mother in the in the city square in front of everyone that'll do it's it like oh well yeah of course they hate each other like it like it, it kind of shortcuts the thing that i like about books and stories and people and it like just jumps to this like insane level and then it's like oh my god he's stuck in a corner oh but then he remembered the damn emerald he has that means you can't <laughs> stab him hard and it's like i mean you know, you're joking out. but like I'm, i'd read that you know <laughs> like it, it just yeah then a dragon a flies point, in it's like give me a fucking break with this and like uh, have i been curious about dune yes i was actually more curious about the Wheel of Time series, the Robert Jordan ones, because that's a very this. serial situation. Yeah. And my OPD is into that. And so I th- I've thought about that before. Will I ever read them? Probably not, no. I mean, I'd rather, I want to, my plan is to read the definitive biography. We'll just keep buying them and stocking that sci fi like, section. Yeah, man, they're paying your rent. Yes. I will say uh, a word of warning to the listener who's going to go read Dune after this. You're going to think that you have like 100 pages left and you're gonna be like oh i'm you know i'm just gonna kind of keep cruising through this and then realize that actually there's like a an appendix at the end that's like a hundred pages and all of a sudden the book just ends and you're yeah. like shit i thought i had like a whole quarter to go that's so. what i love a good about a good novel is the appendices at the end <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so one time i'm hanging in the store speaking of dune and uh we had a huge box of uh, sand dune book on t- <laughs> yeah 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 it was just about big ass box of sand but it was from dune uh from the set of dune right, it was like sting pissed in this oh hell yeah it was all clumpy uh yeah no nah, it was like a, it was like an audiobook on cassette and it, but due to the length of that book it's like i can't remember how many cassettes so it was like 50 tapes or something crazy and there's 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 a dude in the store and he's like oh man i, I might want this and his girlfriend was like what like you really gonna like it's just dune and he turned to her and with full sincerity said dune is a religion damn and that's when i was like it it, it hit me in the way that like uh fish fans and <laughs> like in my younger so you get jealous of their fandom you're like i wish that there was a book if someone held it up and said like what do you mean and i was like it's that's a religion to me what what would it be if you had if you had to pick one a book? What, what would be the closest thing to that like the bible maybe lennon james johnson <laughs> Former President Lyndon yeah. Baines Johnson. Those those biographies changed my life, and uh, they're the best nonfiction books that any human being has ever written. Well, there you have it. I mean, I can't argue because I haven't read it. Well, there's four volumes. There's a fifth one, if he doesn't die, that will come out. Oh, word. Not the president. He's already LBJ? dead. LBJ? Yeah, he's already dead. But Robert A. R.I.P. Robert Caro, who wrote the biographies with his wife. Um, with his just, own wife or LBJ's wife? Or his, also wife. Dead? his wife is his Both. main... So he is the he is the stylist and he writes all the prose, but his wife is his main researcher and they research together and compile. They sort of storyboard it. Where he has he writes old school. He also uh, he types everything and then he hand edits. Oh man! Which also adds to the process. Believe it or not, it makes it a lot longer. Uh, but he's like I believe it. He's very old, but he he's only written five books, 
They're all absolutely fucking amazing. He's the best. Do you think I, LBJ was a fan of Dune? Is there an overlap there? Uh, there's absolutely no way in heck LBJ was a fan of Dune. I'll read all five of those books if you'll read Dune. Ooh. If I read that one, you'll read yeah. these other like 7,000 pages? Yeah, man. I read it all the time. All right. Brag. Let's <laughs> <laughs> Self-brag. Read all the time. Scrolls through Twitter. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. yeah. No, all right. I'll do that. A lot of magazines. A lot of uh, J. Will Crew you? catalogs. Playboy. Will you? Playgirl. I'll really do it. I mean, I seriously. Uh, we, we can go one I know one. you will. You read one <laughs> will of you? <laughs> I'll read Dune if you'll read one of those. Yeah, yeah. We can do that trade. All right. I'll read all four anyway, but. I'll read the first. And every one first. every every little every so often, you can give a Dune update on this. A Dune day. You can start a podcast within the podcast called the Dune Cast. It's like where's Enoch at right now? Page one, still on still. Arrakis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Beeble Bops in this one. What's the bad guys called? Uh, sandworms. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like sandworms. Beetlejuice. Um, Beetle, all right, good lord. Well, Beetle just has sandworms too. All right, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna rein it in here. All right, thanks, man. Um, Dune, a lot of sand. <laughs> Yikes! You know where else? Uh, the desert. That's where I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, talking about West Coast vibes. I'm talking about uh, Santa Ana winds. I'm talking, about, <laughs> I'm talking about driving. I'm talking about hopping in the in the band van and going from where did I write there from Olympia down to L.A. <laughs> Road dog. Uh, yeah, uh, gun outfit. Now an L.A. band. Who? So I wanted to talk about a record that has just come out, but real quick, I wanted to touch on a record that came out late last year but they're on the same label thought i would throw in a hot twofer Allie's not here Allie died hey. Hey, the, I'll, the I'll do, I'll do, do two do, records so fucking sue me like in her memory um, <laughs> matt's gonna do two records that's uh, what she would have wanted gun outfit <laughs> is the record i like better of the two of them honestly but i wasn't here for a Burn. lot of the <laughs> they're very similar in a lot of ways i think you'll, if you like one you'll like the other what's the other um Spoiler, spoiler, in a few minutes I'm going to be talking about Nap Eyes. I'm Bad Now is the name of it. And, But real quick, I wanted to touch on one record I thought snuck in as one of the best of the year, but I wasn't here for a lot of the year-end extravaganza episodes, which I think there ended up being, what, like 14 of by the end of it? There was a couple. <laughs> they were some of our highest rated episodes on, uh, on uh, rate... Po- podcastratings.com yeah we had a lot of good love stars. that site so many stars um it's called out of range it's partly about them moving down the coast moving to california and it it definitely just to give you a quick little thing of the vibe it's it's very a lot of clean drifty sounding guitars which is like in slightly country leaning which is what I like a lot. It's very in my wheelhouse. And the thing that popped in my head, and tell me if I'm wrong, was Steve Gunn. Steve, especially Gunn Outfit, yes. Was the thing no, that popped with, in, immediately yeah. in my head when I heard, like... His last name happens to be the first letter in their band name. Oh, but so yes, they're very similar. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that like, the way the, the guitar tones sounded, it, like, reminded me of that. But in a good way, I like him as well. Yeah, and they kind of chug along in, like, kind of a stoned-out, vibey way... 
So would you say that it's, uh, quote, cosmic Americana? Yes, I would. <laughs> the, that that could, term... Could you say that? I don't know who said it first, but once it got said... Uh, I, I, I always think of... every time. I always bands. think of the Graham Parsons clip when he's like, people call people call my music so-and-so. I forget what he says, but I just call it cosmic country. <laughs> and I don't know if he's, if he's saying that like I, like I just thought of that on the top of my head or if he's referring to something he's heard before or but I always think when I hear that when I hear that term I think of him yeah I, I with anything that is country music related the like tug of war of like what words to use gets kind of for me kind of funny and like like they they're like scared to say certain words but they don't want to say other words they're like country but it's good like that's a word you know these yeah uh, it's country but it's cool like they don't want to like have the wrong like the like Dwight Yoakam's first record when he put it out yeah, somehow country became like code for, like washed you're not washed out, but like played out like, you know, or like lame, Nashville, or, especially growing up around here. I feel yeah. like a lot of people didn't want to say like, I like country music. They wanted to say I like Ludacris or I like Eminem. I like. Well, people yeah. say like I like old country, but like there's that style of country music still coming out. It never stopped coming out. Yeah, it's just that's got the overshadowed. Like, they were saying that when Alan Jackson and Dwight Yoakam right. and Travis Tritt were making music. But now we look like, I love that music. <laughs> but at the time people were saying, I like old country, but now that is old country. Right. And it's people. Cyclical. There's some, yeah. Yeah. But when Dwight's first record came out, they asked him about it and he said, it's so country. They're going to say it's rock and roll. And he was right. Like the reviews were like that. It was, somehow like a, a, a country rock mix we listen to that record like it's a very straightforward country record really yeah. like sure the guitar is electric but like it's not like it's anything crazy but anyway back to your yeah and, and, and that's yeah this is not to even say after that tangent that this this gun outfit record sounds like a traditional joe country diffie? record yeah does it does gun outfit does not sound like joe diffie <laughs> quote me on that um <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here um, but it is like I said one of my favorite records of last year check it out and this nap this new nap eyes record sounds pretty in a lot of ways it sounds very similar to their label mates uh, record from a few months ago it's the first time that uh, wait that what I, label is it oh I haven't even said hang on it's five o'clock everywhere Hey now. It's that song you love. Uh, these are both coming out on Paradise of Bachelors, based out of what area, Enix? Um, I believe it's like, is it Hillsboro via then Philadelphia? That I know that they have some sort of Philadelphia connection. There's because, something I, I can't. I don't know who lives where now, but um, slightly west of here. Because Kurt Vile is in photos sometimes wearing a paradise of bachelor shirt like i know that they're buds in some sort of way yeah like they have like friends outside of here that you you are a big fan of this label i am you made it a point to make an, a, like a, a tab the only label that has a tab at nice price i believe numero oh yeah so there's two though. they provided the tab I, sure. okay so the only label that has a custom tab yeah yeah Numero I knew what one. you meant. We made one, and so yeah, they they focus. They, what would you say is there? If you're listening, I, I forget what we wrote down. Labels. I'll post a picture on the internet, maybe. But it says like I feel like you wrote it. I did write it. No, I think I took it from their website. I stole it. I think I even. Oh no, that's not true. I emailed the dude, and I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna make a lat tab. Like, what should I say? Like, I don't want to like use words that y'all aren't cool with. Like, what's the thing? And I think he's like, "Oh, this is what we use on our website." 
and it says like a a like a, a reissue a new label focusing on like maybe esoteric releases based in or influenced by like southern american music something like that and neither of these bands are from southern america nap eyes like i well like i said gun outfits from olympia and now lives in california but nap eyes is from nova scotia jesus i had no idea <laughs> and i pretty think country and i think they started off being more of like like a slacker indie rock vibe like a pavement deal like you would call like you would describe as oh uh like they're sitting like they're sitting on a couch yes yes they're all sitting on a couch playing these songs yeah even the drummer like they're all on a couch somehow well he's the one who's already sitting can we call it sofa music from now on that's what i would prefer (laughs) sofa rock sofa rock yeah shout out to the uh uh, what is it called pilvmet part shout out to um you're talking about to um i've never heard stern Over at the um, pavement enslavement bereavement, who tried to sh- who tried to say that we were trying to burn them when we were uh, talking about the nineties. He thinks he invented talking about the nineties. Can you believe it? I mean, well, I was kind of disappointed that like a lot of the nineties talk got edited out of the Paul episode. I, I was I was really you guys referenced more it a few more times. more to come. Believe oh, okay. it or not, part um, two coming up. I didn't know how long that was going to go, and I kept thinking I would be able to throw to him and be like, "Tell us about the nineties," and he would have some anecdote about curious goods or like living across the street (laughs) he kept talking about these little stories he had and i was like yes i can't wait to hear about this but the whole robert plant thing went on very long which was great that was awesome but i but i I think it's going to be a thing like every every, story time with paul story time with paul is going to be an ongoing segment in this Um, story time with paul is basically anytime you run into him (laughs) exactly yeah yeah. believe it or not that episode ran a little long um (laughs) Yeah, but uh, there's this other podcast in Raleigh, North Carolina. That's it's it's certainly one of the top three or four indie rock podcasts in the Triangle. Um, Wasn't that guy on the podcast one time? Yeah, he did. Uh, he did weird. Weird. Talked about. Weird I remember. Yeah, that. the one that y'all got so mad about and said he was so bad at it, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. So fuck. But his also, podcast. Uh, that's Cecile. not true. I didn't get mad. I think what I said was I was uh, very impressed. <laughs> I just wish I had been there, and I think I thought I had a few things that I could have offered. So Cecile will be coming on soon. Actually, we're we're in, we're in talks. Luke and I Contract will start our own Weird Al podcast while y'all start y'all y'all's Dunecast. Yeah, we're gonna oh, actually boy. just take the Nice Price podcast and we're gonna change all the words. And it's going to sound just like it, but it's going to be funnier. But Dune. Yeah. No, this is the Weird Al podcast. Oh, okay. Where we switch it oh, all Oh, so up. you're doing a... I get it now. Yeah. I already apologize. I he did say... Um, the w- one thing I... He, he gave it a 10.0 out of 10. Did it? Yeah, totally. But <laughs> one thing he mentioned on that Weird Al thing was that uh, Dare to be Stupid was supposed to sound like a Devo song. And something that I always thought was awesome when we were doing all the research for doing the Weird Al at the cover-up... Yeah. Um, Mark Mothersbaugh apparently said that Dare to be Stupid was his favorite Devo song. (laughs) Whoa. That's pretty high praise. Yeah. 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 Hey, that song you made, it's better than any song I've ever made. (laughs) It's like he's written written the best Devo song, and I hate him for it. Yeah, he like boiled it down. (laughs) Yeah. He like made it happen. So anyway, raining it back in real quick, tie it up. The new Nap Eyes record, they started off as a, what did we just say, sofa rock band? Yeah, it's so far off. Uh, this one dips their toes into a little bit of what I was describing Gun Outfit as a little more Western twang to it. Still indie rock, I guess. But uh, a lot of some Meat Puppets vibes in, in a, at least a certain part of their catalog. And a lot of the songs, when it boils down to it, sound kind of like if Lou Reed 
had like gone to the desert and met some dope smokers and joined a band with them instead of like doing a bunch of other weird drugs in New York. <laughs> Something I'm freaking yeah. <laughs> I really didn't. I thought Lou Reed hadn't sounded so good in yeah. a long time. Yeah. When I heard this today. The, guy, the, the guy's voice sounds a lot like him. And and I was thinking about that though. And I realized like, you know, bands come out, sound like Velvet Underground or sound like Lou Reed solo. And it's like, oh, it's just like derivative. But I wouldn't be upset if like an album came out every like year that sounded like a good Lou Reed record or a good yeah. Velvet Underground record. Like, please the, yeah the, the the space is there the like that's like even with okay back like twin peaks like sure i know they're you, you can tell their their uh who their um all their influences are but as as long as you're filling that gap in that space you're not just full-on ripoff then yeah you're just keeping it you're keeping the fun time going yeah please let's get some more one other thing i like about nap eyes and paradise of bachelors uh they put out records all the time We've done at least one previous one. You did Weather Station. Mm. That was a Paradise of Bachelors record. Well, the, oh, the Terry Allen reissues are my, one of my favorite things to come out in like the past like hundred years. years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for the listener, if you haven't heard Terry Allen before, speaking of, speaking of cosmic country, uh, but those records are like really, really, really um, amazing, amazing. And when I talk about how I get I get into like record records, and, like deep out, like albums that are with with intent. Those records, man, will blow your mind. If that if your vibe is to sit with a record and listen to it and, and like delve deeper and get into like and if what you is like the what, country music and yeah. if you like country music, you have to hear those two Terry Allen reissues that they did. Um, Lubbock the, on everything and what was the other one? Uh, uh, Dag on it. I almost said Tijuana, but that's not it. Um, why'd you do that to me? We asked. I was at wondering for myself too. Uh, we know it. It's in there. Juarez. Juarez. That's there it. we go. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, Paradise of Badgers just does really great work, and they do a lot of cool records. And um, they Nap Eyes. One thing I also like: Paradise of Bachelors puts out lots of records. Lots of records. So does Nap Eyes. They put out like three or four records on Paradise of Bachelors. I feel like in the last two or three, like they're on the they're not quite on the Credence um, Grand Funk schedule of putting out like three albums in a, in a single year, but they are on the schedule. <laughs> and all crushers. Dude, yeah. But they're, they're, they're way above the, their peers as far as putting records out more frequently, which is a thing I'm, I'm into just, Hey, first idea, best idea. Sometimes like, let's just get it rolling and like, let me decide how I feel about you on the next record, but don't hold on to these things for four years. It drives me kind of crazy. Yeah. That's kind of a, you know, I, I feel like a lot of times bands have like a bunch of, when they first start off, they've got all these songs that they've been working on forever. And, yep. they, and then they like burn it out and they come in, try to get something else out. And it's just. The, what's the line? It's that you have 25 years to write your first album and six months to write your second right, album. Right, yeah. And that that is true to an extent. But if you're like. Fuck it, dude. Like, just make more records. I don't know. Like, that's not a very good answer, but. I, I, I'm I like busy bands. I like bands that put out records that I, like people can pull. I'm like, man, Ty Siegel he puts out so many records. I'd rather you be like churning them out than um, once every six years and I forget who you are and half the band quits in between. Right, and even if the record goes out once every six years and it's perfect from beginning to end, it's like it wait so long for it. Yeah, and maybe you could have done this in two years. I don't know. I'm not gonna yeah. get into it. Just after getting directly into it. So <laughs> uh, we went from Chicago which is the Twin Peaks, uh, into television, Twin Peaks. And then we traveled from there to the... Pacific Northwest a little the bit. Desert, because, which is which where is the Twin show... Peaks. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. There you go. And then... Olympia. The, and they traveled down... 
to LA. And then they hung a left if they're going if they're heading south. They head due south and they're going straight into where? Tejas, baby. Tejas. Who are we talking about here, Luke Buchanan? Uh, well, I mean, it's just the greatest. Just a little old band from Texas, <laughs> you know. <laughs> just a little three piece. Yeah, just like some people call them a power trio. I call them the greatest band of all time, personally. ZZ Top. ZZ Top for our UK listeners. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think in the yeah. Um, what do you think about the name of the band ZZ Top? Well, I've read two different stories about where it comes from, and one of them was saying that it was like uh, Billy Gibbons was like looking at a poster like said BB King, and he was like, oh, like all the best like blues, and then I think there's ZZ Hill and BB King. The singer, yeah. So he originally wanted to call it ZZ King, and like kind of combine the two, but he thought that that sounded a little weird or like like a too derivative, yeah. Yeah. So then he went with ZZ Top. The other story is that they are known for being uh, prolific. Uh, ganja smokers burn one weed is tight and uh and that they named it for rolling papers like zigzag and tops oh huh so that's the two stories that's the two stories i've heard but i like them both now i hell it might have been both i'm gonna throw it to matt stone there's a funny story involving both pot and the the band named zz top that we know about correct oh boy hang on (laughs) probably if i recall Uh, a friend oh yes 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 uh We'll we'll leave them, we'll leave them nameless. A friend of ours, <laughs> one day just in, in casual in conversation, we were just hanging out. He was he was burned. We though, were right? we might have been smoking out of a zigzag or a top. Uh, out of a top. Uh, <laughs> hey now. And he ZZ Top came up, and he could not. <laughs> he couldn't think of the name ZZ Top. Like he was like, "What's that? What's that band with like big white beards? <laughs> they do synchronized back and forth." They're always moves. at the very like, back of the record bin. He was like, oh, "What's uh, oh, what are know, they called? They do this." And I'm like, "Hot rods." They got furry guitars. And I look at him. I mean, uh, I say, "Do you mean ZZ Top, <laughs> the band with big white beards and synchronized dance moves?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, ZZ Top. That's it." Also, and he guys. kept on with his story. And I was like, "How do you not?" <laughs> I've never heard anyone. Uh, what is it? Um, it's it got was two Z's over. in it. <laughs> and then, and yeah, if you remo- remove from context, maybe the weirdest band name. You know what I mean? Like right. ZZ starts top. with a Z. Means nothing if you have no. If they're not already a band, it's insane. Like, ooh, it's on the tip up it, for a million dollars. I read a quote from it? Billy Gibbons where he was talking about uh, the PMRC, like Tipper Gore and all those fools. And uh, he shout was saying, off to Tipper Gore. A huge shout off to Tipper Gore. But he was talking about how Fuck uh, Tipper Gore. <laughs> he was saying that uh, they never got any sl- they never got any flack from Tipper Gore for even songs like Velcro Fly or Woke Sleep Up Bay. with Wood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's that? Uh, but he was he was saying basically he was saying thank you to Frank Zappa because he was like Frank Zappa's got so many records that by the she couldn't get through all of the Z's. So by the time she got oh she didn't uh, make it she gave us. up and you never made it to ZZ Top. So shout out to Frank Zappa for putting out seven thousand records. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Zappa? You need... Pass. Got it. Don't get it. I love him. I know your pops tunes, is a big fan. But like, yeah. Shout out to Walt. Walt's a big fan. He got me early. I think he's a genius. But I also thought less of him after I read a biography. I read his autobiography and I thought he was super cool. Duh. You read your autobiography. But then I read a biography of I've him. I've read that also. And the Barry Miles one. No, I read his autobiography. His autobiography, there's a shout out, not a shout out, there's actually a shout off 
to, to North Carolina. To Fayetteville, North Carolina. Fayetteville, North Carolina. Wow. Yeah, he mentions the famous story of him eating doo-doo on stage. And he's <laughs> Which like, is not true. And he's like, I didn't eat doo-doo on stage. The closest I ever came to eating shit was at a, like a Hampton Inn in Fayetteville, North Carolina. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and it's like, you know what, dude? Like, I wonder what... Like, fuck off. Yeah, I think that, you know, from something very I used good. to admire him as a as an artist, and I still kind of do, but not really as a person, because, you know, he wasn't really great. Because he named his son Dweezil? <laughs> Actually, uh, in that book, he talks about how if Moon Unit had been a, uh, had been a boy. He I was, was about a, to say, Dweezil's the first joke yeah, you make, not Moon my, Unit. I forgot yeah. about my boy Moon Unit. He talked about how girl. if Moon Unit had been a boy, he was going to name her Motorhead, which is... <laughs> kind of child abuse maybe like that's re- absolutely ridiculous. it's not surprising that those kids are all fighting each other you know they've had to deal with a lot also it's bullshit because his name is just frank you know what yeah. i mean like he's not like it's not like he's living it and he's like hey i've got a weirdest name you get a weirdest name it's our thing yeah no your name's frank and you name your daughter moon unit <laughs> dweezel <laughs> you got here. i got a dp doe here for dweezel zappa yeah <laughs> not into it i don't get it man the to me it reminds me of um, what is that damn movie? The guy punches a horse. Conan. No, nah, punches, it's like a, a comedy movie. That doesn't sound very. Blazing funny. Saddles. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. It reminds me of Blazing Saddles in the sense that it is not funny, but your dad insists that it is, <laughs> and you're like, I'm listening and I'm watching and I'm not laughing and I don't think this is funny and I think it's annoying and dumb. That's how I feel about some of that stuff. Not I, all of it. He's got some tunes for sure, obviously, but like. His attempts at humor. You know what? You know what everyone always says. What? Hot rats. That's the one you gotta check out. It's a ripper. Check out freak out, man. Check it out is, lumpy gravy. When you were talking about prolific artists, I guess you can't kind of take it too far because. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the idea of someone. I like. I appreciate like a, like having an aesthetic and like artistic willpower to like sort of no matter what happens, no matter how many changes or how many people, I always have this this thing. But then I find so much of it unlistenable and awful. There's and a lot. Like, there's a lot like, of like I said, it's so unfunny at times, and it's attempts at humor. And I'm like, and it's the kind worst, of worst. I'm know? gonna I'm gonna tell you one little thing. Is it hot rats? No, but it's gonna be, and it's not me put like pushing Zappa on you, and and but it's the same thing that when you first started listening to the Grateful Dead. You you are hearing some of his stuff and being like, I can't stand this like noodly horse shit. Yeah, it's probably the same way you felt when you first heard the dead. There's a lot of crossover there, right? Well, so, so I'm saying, could do you? Is it something you could see yourself maybe if you like gave it more and more chances that you could like? It's possible seep into that a little bit. The best, because I know you've liked you've started liking the dead more over the years. I'm into the studio stuff for sure. Some of it. Um, I will say my favorite Zappa song is probably the um, Any Way the Wind Blows. Oh yeah, that was like it's just like a doo-wop first song. album. Yeah, I, I like that song. I think it's a good doo-wop song. He was into doo-wop and all that stuff because he, he had some to fucking be... jams. I'm I mean, sure he did. And also, I haven't heard everything. Obviously, I didn't listen to a damn Joe's Garage. Jesus Christ! Oh, I love that. Really? <laughs> well, I love the like, song it? Joe's Garage. I love maybe like the first side of the first album is awesome, and then the second, the last side of the last album, especially Watermelon and Easter Hay. One of the best Zappa tunes. Welcome to sure. the Zappa cast. Welcome to the Dude cast. <laughs> it was a Dude cast. Now it's a Zappa cast. All right, so we don't talk about. I'll check out Zappa much, at some point, yeah. listeners. This is, if this is far different. Any Zappa heads out there, which I hope there aren't, but if there are, <laughs> oh, send me are. some sort of like <laughs> playlist or tweet us like a YouTube of like what you think is the jam I need to hear, and I'll check it out for sure. I actually will check it out 100. percent 
Like he's like he's gonna listen to it while he reads Dune. So yeah. moving on to ZZ Top. Z yeah. Z Top. Tell us Z, about Z it. Z Top. Well, I big fan. Like I said. Uh, oh wait, which album? Oh, Trace Hombres. Is there a series of albums being reissued here? So they did or, a. I know this is one we're talking about, but is are they re, like they reissued this one on Jalapeno Green yeah. vinyl? Huh. I picked it as up part from of um, the Rhino. Uh, it's they do Rhino has like a reissue series they've been doing. That's when we did the Alice Cooper. It was part of that series. They yeah. do these like quarterly Who was chunks. Frank Zappa guy. Cooper was. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. He's in the theatrics and stuff. Um, but, but him, yeah. I get. Yeah, for sure. Well, it, that was how he first started, like, like getting gigs. Like the mothers would have them open. Mm. Um, but uh, the Trace Hombres, it might. I don't know if it, if they're released. Are they redoing all of them? So there, there's there, they did the first album and then that one and then like in the future they're gonna do Tejas. Right. They skipped Rio Grande Mud because it's not the best one. And then they're they're doing them at some point. They're gonna get to all of them eventually. Well, I picked a I picked a copy up of the reissue on the Jalapeno. Chili green vinyl from uh, Nice Price Books. Thirty-one and Six Hills Road Street, Raleigh, North Carolina, two seven six zero seven. Yeah, and let me I tell you know. that jalapeno vinyl is spicy, baby. Spicy. Um, and <laughs> it is milk? one of their best. It is one of their best, uh, and I don't, um, you know, I. It, I think it was their first album that went gold. I think it was their first like real breakthrough. This is the hits. Yeah, ZZ Top's first album. I love it. It's, it's one of my favorites. Such a good record. I have uh shout out once again to Walt. I've got the uh, promo copy of ZZ Top's first album with like the like from the record company nice. with like the sticker on it and the yeah. punch out the side. Because uh, I'll get back in this in a little while. But my uncle Lou was a DJ like in LA and New York, like all like in the seventies and eighties, and so most of my dad's record collection, a lot of which I think now lives at Nice Price Books. Really? Because your, your folks came to. The garage sale and bought a oh yeah uh, I forgot about that like it was a while ago and we had no idea it was a few years ago and then we like somehow figured out they figured it out yeah yeah anyway wild world so a lot of those records have got you know they came from the radio stations um but so the reason I first got into ZZ Top when I was a kid we lived in California and uh, we lived in Southern California and there was always things being filmed around we used to see like Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, I know. Like, it's going to get worse. <laughs> Dukes of Hazard, Chips, you know, those those guys culminating in, I believe on Paul's uh, story time with Paul, talked about how Robert Plant, probably like the coolest celebrity you could possibly meet. And like you said, like, you know, before I met Robert Plant and after Robert Plant, well, when I was like five years old, I met Mr. T. The Whoa. Mr. T. And I don't really... Wait, wait which Mr. T? The Mr. Oh, T. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, you met, you saw or met? Sir Mr. T. Sir Mr. T. Uh, saw him, met him, hung out with him. He called me Tiger. What? Yeah. They were well, filming, how? Why? They were filming the A-Team down the street from my house. And we all went down there. Like, my, Where did you live? I mean, like, is in, everyone in Southern California just like seeing stuff? It, like at this? the time, it was called Newhall. Now it's called Santa Clarita. Um, they like incorporated Whoa, a bunch of towns. Yeah. It's where CalArts is. Um but it's also where they filmed the video for ZZ Top Legs. So when I was a kid, we were out on a Saturday afternoon. I don't know what we going. were doing. I like where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> Driving around Southern SoCal, you know, uh, windows down, and uh, pull up at this gas station, and there's the Illuminator parked Just outside. Just hanging? Yeah. And they were uh, filming 
the legs video in there. So we all like, you know, my dad being a big rocker himself, big C's top fan, made a big deal about it, pointed it off. You know, we pulled pulled over and like checked it out for a while. Now, may I ask a question? What what kind of car was he driving? We were in, I believe, a nineteen. We were either. I think we were at that point. We had the it was a Dodge Aries. K-car. So did he walk up and like? So what you got there? <laughs> yeah. Astrology, Dodge Aries. What is that? A uh, it's a hot rod, isn't it? Did yeah. he try to did he try to shop talk with the? Yeah, I'm pretty CD sure that him and Billy G kind of like talked, you know, gearheads for a while. Yeah, how's yours? Well, um, mine's a one of a kind. It's the only one in the entire world like this. Like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So I'm a Dodge Aries. So I was looking up information about this because I was trying to get this. I knew I was going to be telling this on the pod. I wanted to make sure I got that I, you know, I wasn't just imagining it. Mm-hmm. And I read a few interesting things, one of which that um, they filmed that all those ZZ Top videos and a lot of those early videos, they filmed them on the weekends because they so they didn't have to pay like fees or whatever it is for like, a, you know, studio crews, like for movies, because okay. videos were new and they didn't have any kind so of they could get them in the off hours and just yeah, so like... basically like to not have to pay like unions and stuff. They were just like guerrilla style shoot. So that's what they were doing when we saw him. When I think of DIY, video. I think of ZZ Top. So, <laughs> so this makes sense. Um, but anyway, so th- I think like from an early age, after seeing that, we were like pretty like as a as a family, maybe kind of stoked on ZZ Top. And then MTV came out and all those videos. Was this around the same uh, Mr. T time? Yeah, around five, six years old. Yeah, Sean was, was Sean around you. Sean was he was around he was he was uh he was younger he was a couple years younger right. than me so he was kind of just a little baby. So wait, let, what, the song was Legs, correct? Yeah. Let's get a we're going to go ahead and put it to get the listener in the mood. We're going to put a, <laughs> a snippet of Legs right about here. And he's sick we get bed music and so it was just Legs like playing like softly behind us. Dude, that song is fucking ripper for sure. Uh, I, I mean even though we're not here to talk about Eliminator, it's still it's still worthwhile. But, Look, I know well, we're not here I, well, I like. I guess uh, one little thing is that I like their sort of goofy, dumb songs like that too. Like I like Tush. I like Legs. Yeah. Like I like. So that that's the there is. I like the, I like it all. I like the rippers. I like the the, the goofy yeah, ones. You can't you can't go wrong. <laughs> I like best. it too. But what's funny is that, at least in the store, I've noticed, and and with like record situation in general, so many people only know the goofy area right. era that you end up sort of slagging that era. To make sure that you properly appreciate the early era. So you sort of say, like, look, 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 it's not like Eliminator. It's not like this. Even right. though those records are fine, what you want to do is really hammer home. It doesn't sound like that when you hear Trace Ombres. Exactly. But, but what so I, you end up like, even if those things are fine, I end up like kind of trashing them, like, Ugh, trust me, it's not that. Listen to this. So I found out that, uh, you know, when MTV came along, CD Top was big. They got in touch with Bill Ham, uh, their manager, who apparently is like one of these old school kind of like the Colonel type of like controls everything manager guy. Okay. And he said, you know, if you want ZZ Top to play on TV, you're going to pay ZZ Top. And they're like, no, we want you to give us a video for free. We'll play. It'll be good for you, you know. And they were like, not having it. And then Billy Gibbons got the Eliminator out of the shop, and he had been. Uh, you talked on that about John Prine posing with his Porsche. Yeah. This is like light years beyond that. He spent all this money to get the Eliminator made, right? Custom yeah. made. It, the bill came up to a quarter million dollars. <laughs> he didn't have the money. That's quite the expensive vehicle. And so they decided to do the videos so they could put the Eliminator in the videos and write it off. And write Texas. it off. Charge it to the yeah. game. And then it blew up. Like After that, it was like ZZ Top. You know, They became these benevolent spirits that kind of show up. 
And like, you know, I'm down with it. They they, they help like, you know, hardworking, good American people get laid. Yeah. Like well, that's kind of like what <laughs> that's kind of well, like what their vibe is. If I recall, it is expensive. The reason it probably cost so much is because if I recall, he retrofitted the Eliminator so that it could fly into space, correct? Uh-huh. Yeah. I remember on the cover the original Elon it's, Musk. It's actually uh-huh. looping around the moon or maybe the planet of Earth. Yeah, then it comes back. And it's a spaceship. So it, I don't know what a spaceship runs you these days. But back then, for a two-seater, pretty expensive. Well, a quarter million dollars is a lot of money, especially since in every video they give it away. To it, <laughs> so they got to make a new one. I mean, and all that fur on those guitars, that's expensive. Yeah. But I like it that they they didn't really, you know, they were older when the MTV kind of stuff came out. They didn't really know where they fit in, so they just decided to kind of become like guardian spirits. Yeah, it's so unlikely <laughs> that they should be so, that they were so incredibly cool and popular at the time. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know what, it, I'm trying to have a hard time thinking of a current day equivalent, but like, you know, I don't, I don't think that there is, is one really. Maybe because... like if suddenly Lenny Kravitz was actually considered cool, <laughs> like out of nowhere. I think it's because of like MTV coming along the scene and they were still big. Like they were selling out arenas and they were like a big band, but they didn't really have a, a visual component. So they show up with these big beards and the sunglasses. Like, these beards forever. Where y'all been? Yeah, totally. <laughs> So then, so I was into him then because of all that, and you know I loved MTV and everything. But then when I got older and I started going through my dad's records, and I heard like ZZ Top's first album and Trace Hombres, and I was like, oh man, these these dudes, this sounds like a. It didn't sound as jokey. It didn't sound as like definitely like not produced the same way. Um, and I think at that point is when I started to really like pay attention to them, as just what they really are, which is like the world's best like bar band yeah you know and uh and it was just off and running from there i just you know i never really looked back just favorite band favorite songs never ever get tired of it i named my cats zz and billy i didn't know that yeah i know you don't like cats, did you but... did you watch the episodes of bones that billy gibbons was in because he played one of the side characters fathers yeah i remember that happening but i'm not you know i'm not that kind of fan where i'm like just trying i'm down with anything that they're down with more so just the music and I Because I watched those episodes of Bones. Oh well then Well that was just because you were watching Bones. Yeah, I was watching Bones. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to watch my bones. I want to give a shout off and a shout out to Bones. Hated that show, watched every episode. Sorry. I've go got ahead. shows like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um But anyway, I mean Billy Gibbons is also just like cool dude, great guitarist. There's a famous quote where they asked uh, Jimi Hendrix, what does it feel like to be the greatest guitarist in the world? And he said, I don't know, go ask Billy Gibbons. Yeah. That one's on point. Uh, in general, I, I saw someone else. Um, it's escaping me now. It wasn't Steve Albini, but it was someone in that similar vein that is has has a level of cred. And they asked him something about sound, and he was like, "Oh, well, I mean, like Deguero, Deguero, is like, well, I mean, that was like the peak of guitar tone. So was like, I've, I've been chasing that for like thirty years." I forget who it was. It was. It, it could have been. It was someone talking about how Deguero had the best guitar tone they'd ever heard on a record. Yeah, and I read they've been chasing after for the last thirty. After years. Prince died, um, they did a thing with Billy Gibbons because they were buddies, mm-hmm. and he talked about him and Prince, and uh, basically Billy Gibbons saying he's never been able to pull off the intro to "When Doves Cry," and he can't. Like even Billy Gibbons being like, you know, greatest guitarist, he he can't do what Prince can do. Um, and he ended up meeting Prince, and they got to be buddies, and you know, kind of basically just like nerded out about guitars, which is interesting because if we listen to, uh, I think it's uh, Hot Blue and Righteous, the fifth track on the first side of Trace Hombres, sounds a lot like Purple Rain, like not a little bit, like a lot bit. Yeah, it has that that uh, that sort of um, 
like uh it's a, like a what do you like a it sneaky same, ballad it yeah. has like the same pacing and cadence yeah like that. it kind of sneaks up on you that it's like and hey just take a listen we'll throw in a clip here here's a clip right oh, about please, it. yeah here See what we mean? Sounds kind of similar. Yeah. <laughs> and the way that this is a professional, got, this is a professional yeah. podcast. The way that he's got like he kind of like has a few two ex- extra words kind of coming through at the end of the phrase, and they're kind of packed in just like at the Purple Rain. I think it's awesome. Uh, this album also has, uh, you know, side one, track one, uh, waiting for the bus. That's the that's a song that I think that maybe some younger listeners don't know the name of the song, maybe haven't even heard the whole song. But that intro riff they've probably heard definitely in a million different places. We're actually gonna put a little snippet of it right about. And that's the snippet, like I'm sure they've you're like, oh that song. Yeah, it's become uh basically, you know, waiting for the bus comes straight into Jesus Just Left Chicago. And apparently they say that there was like a, a editing snafu. And they mm. cut the tape wrong, which is why there's no break in between those songs. It just goes straight into. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was an intentional choice. Yeah, I don't really believe there's a mistake. I mean, they were at at Ardent Studios. You know, that was, that was like that was big this was their stuff. most professional album to date. You know, that's where like, you know, Big Star recorded all those that good shit too. But uh, they um, did manage to make themselves a staple of uh, Two for Tuesdays on the uh, Drive Time <laughs> week week. Uh, what is it? Workforce weekdays. <laughs> Because I mean, if a lot the, of alliteration here. Two the, for Tuesdays, workforce weekdays. Yeah. Bob the Blade. Bob the Blade rolls Who? in. Oh, Robert the Blade. When Robert the Blade comes in to work on a Tuesday, he's like, "Today is just like half of what I normally do." You know, he puts on "Waiting for the Bus" straight into "Jesus Left Chicago," takes a break. If I recall, that's how I start my DJ gigs. If I recall, Bob the Blade is a um, a nice and considerate person. Is this true? American hero. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> A Raleigh treasure. I heard he's a real piece of work. That's what I heard. We did. Luke um, will be able to tell you more than any of us in this room. Um, when uh, actually, I think when I first met Matt, it was through doing trivia night at uh, either the Alibi or Neptune's or King's. Would have been Alibi days. Yeah, Alibi days. And uh, Sean and me had a, a bit where we would we would do the music <laughs> round. We would play different you know clips of songs. You had to name the song. And so we did a um, Bob the we we we, we joked around about how we we're gonna have Bob the Blade come and guest the uh, music round and do uh you know like, yeah and so i during the during the trivia night i went out the back door now neptune's was alibi came in the front door dressed as bob the blade and then hosted <laughs> the rest of the trivia night as bob the blade what does dressed the, as bob the blade entail? just like douchey looking sunglasses yeah, exactly <laughs> and like, and and like p- fake pony i think maybe. i had like cargo shorts maybe a and, like, like, a, and like, a pink, like a pink polo shirt maybe and Very yeah, much a Gaffietti vibe. It sounds like for sure. And that who, who I love, I just yeah, le- less like uh, L.A. surfer dude vibe that he's going for, but more <laughs> yeah. just like just washed up rock radio disc jockey. 
Like I picture, I picture yeah, before, so before I ever then. saw him, like okay. dark hair, pulled back ponytail, so long ponytail, yeah. very tan. <laughs> Definitely doesn't like make his bed. So instead know? of saying what Bob the Blade was dressed like, you just say other people dress like Bob the Blade. Manager of Guitar Center, <laughs> Sam, so, uh, so Sam we, Ash himself. Yeah, so we did that, <laughs> Samuel Ash. We did that Bob the Blade thing, and then uh, about a year later, when Kings did the Gong Show, they wanted to get they wanted celebrity the Bong judges. Show, the, the Gong Show. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. They want a celebrity guest, so I came back as Bob. the it's five o'clock everywhere. Play it again. I brought my own uh, Coors Light 24 <laughs> cans. Nice. Um, and so then we were doing game shows at Kings, and we did win, lose, or draw. And so Sean and me were joking around about having, you know, celebrity guests. So we thought, you know, let's let's see what the Blade's up to. And uh, he rolled out. He came out. So now he was down. The legitimate. What was the Bob the actual Blade? Correct. Did you send yeah. an email? Was that the first uh, interaction? You know, did he chirp him? Was I think a- Sh- Sean got in touch with him. I think <laughs> Sean emailed him. Um, he had just put out his uh, Opus uh, novel, <laughs> There's Nothing Quieter Than Dead Air. So he was using the uh, opportunity to promote his book. Whoa, this is true? This is all true, yeah. He, he came had on, a book called There's Nothing Quieter Than Dead Air? He came, yeah, he had that book. He also See, it came just said on, there's nothing louder than Dead Oh, that's Air. what it was, yeah. Nothing louder oh, okay, than Okay, damn it. Yeah. I was going to clown him. See, I, w- I, had, I bought a copy of the book and he autographed it, but then I left it at King's and somebody took it. So if you're listening and you have a copy of There's Nothing Louder Than Dead Air to Luke. I bet he's the kind of guy who inscribes yeah. it like uh, to Luke, signed I, William Shakespeare. I can't hear To, to be clear, well, I don't think we've said who this is. This was uh, a guy that we oh, used to hear in the, in the 90s growing up. The 90s. Uh, who Paul could tell you a lot about. Um, <laughs> he was on this. He was on 106.1 RDU, uh, the home of classic rock. Formerly uh, the home of classic rock. Formerly, yeah. the, I think it's a country station now. No, I believe now it's a uh, conservative talk radio station. Huh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I he coined the phrase "get the lead out." I'm pretty sure he made up the phrase <laughs> "workforce." Weekday. Well, it's the first time we heard it, at least. Yeah, uh, two for Tuesdays. And Jesus Just Left Chicago and Waiting for the Bus were just made for Two for Tuesdays. Um, but the song off this album that I think is the big kicker, obviously, is... Woo. Hey, now. Not that song. But uh, Beer Drinkers <laughs> and Hellraisers. Beer Drinkers. Uh, well, we are right now. Heckraisers. Yeah. Uh, this is a PG podcast. Speaking of which, uh, with another shout-out to Walt Buchanan. When he was in his band, he always told me they used to cover and bring the house down with Beer Drinkers and Hellraisers. Shout out to Walt's band Showdown, Whoa. which is still one of the best names out there. I'm gonna also give a shout out to uh, shout out and shout off to Walt from the Pavement Enslavement because I feel bad because <laughs> I bet that when you said shout out to Walt for a moment, his ears went ooh. Oh, he yeah. And I'm then it was like not you again. Yeah. But uh, so I'll give a shout He's out and for off that for to, about to 25 Walt. episodes. <laughs> does, uh, does Showdown have any recorded material? Unfortunately, not. But there's some pretty sweet black and white photos uh, circulated on Facebook. Um. But then the I think the real the big hit off of this one was Lagrange and that's off second, sure. second side yeah. and that's the one that still gets played all the time, kind of the ha 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 like no one ever, everybody loves that. I like Luke's rendition of the ha ha ha. Here's the real thing. <laughs> Back from that ha ha ha. Um, apparently, this is the you know the that shack outside Lagrange they're talking about is the same, uh, I guess brothel that the best little whorehouse in Texas was about. Same, oh wow! Same deal. Never made it. Uh, never made it out there. But <laughs> that's what I read. 
<laughs> a friend of mine told me a guy I know. Yeah, I uh, pretty sure that they got sued for that too by John Lee Hooker because it was a ripoff of Boogie Chillin. So uh, I didn't know if that was so. It was not an homage. It was a he he believes it to be theft. I, from what I understand, he sued them. He won. It was too close to Boogie Chillin, um, but they love John Lee Hooker so much that they were just like, "Yo." Take, take our take money, it. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd give you money just asking. Yeah. Right, yeah. And then they did Boogie Chillin' on Fandango, um, and it's an excellent <laughs> yeah. to be to be sure. Also, Fandango, uh, the rare uh, studio live combo. Yeah. And also, uh, <laughs> how about when you flip the record, the drummer is playing in double time for the entirety of that side of the record. It's insane. Yeah. And one of the worst things about, I think one of the things that hurt ZZ Top the most for people our age was that when they put out that six-pack, like the box set, and they changed all the drums, they took out all of the damn beer drums and put in like synth drums and drum machines, and it just... Yeah, they they made a huge mistake. It's that they, it's when you look, when you like Wikipedia, like mistakes and mastering, (laughs) it's like on there because what they did is they took those records, they remastered them, and then swapped out the original drums for electronic drum sounds in the same pattern. I guess they were trying to sound more modern or something. But... Well, what happened is they were trying to... They wanted to make their early records sounded, sound like Eliminator era. Right. And they thought, that like, oh, this is those sold huge. That's what our fans really want. Not realizing, like, no, your fans just want you to be you yeah. and, like, whatever you're with or riding with. I mean, they do... It's crazy because they've... Except for that era, their huge, most famous songs... Everything else actually sort of all kind of fits together. Right. That's actually their weird era. But everyone thinks that's their, like, (laughs) what they really sound like. But that's actually when they were doing really bizarre, weird things. They were already old dorks, sort of, and they were just kind of cashing in. (laughs) It just so happens those those songs also rip. Yeah, everything before and after fits together. (laughs) And it came out with MTV. And that was just, like, the whole music industry was changing at that time. Like, those albums just went insane because suburban kids had cable, and all of a sudden... They're seeing, once again, these three benevolent spirits who show up when you're having a hard day. They want a cool cars. Let you borrow their car, give you some new clothes. Yeah. There's um, their most recent record, the name is escaping me right now, but um, has a cover of a rap song on it called 25 Lighters on My Dresser, which we're going to, I'll do a side by side, right? Actually, let's go ahead and do it right now. That's the original. And now here's the ZZ Top quote unquote cover. And so the story I read about this that I thought was interesting was there's a studio in Houston. It's the number one main used recording studio. It's got an A room and a B room. And in between, there's a sort of there's lounge. A lounge, got a pool table, fridge, kitchen area. And the rappers, uh, was it Fat Pat? Who was on the original that I just we just played a second ago? The name is escaping me. I'm sorry. And um. then on the... And ZZ Top was on the B side or A side. They were recording at the same time in the same studio, but separate rooms. And they were hanging out in the middle a lot. And they kept in contact because they said they all played a lot of pool together and got along together pretty well. So when they were working on this thing, I'm working on this thing. And they uh, maybe they sent their CD to Billy or however it worked out. He said, well, the song was in his head for years. And then when they were working on their last record, which was, what, 10, 12 years after the original came yeah. out, he's like, that, that lick, that line of 25 letters on my dresser was in his head, and he worked out this kind of cool-ass riff. It's the rare rap-rock uh, mashup that has ever worked in the history of the world, but it did. 
Um, but that's You'll more to their biohazard and public enemy. What was the Jay Z uh, no. and uh, Lincoln Park situation? It was public enemy and Scott uh, Ian Anthrax. Anth- yeah, Anthrax. Um, that's what it was. And I guess yeah, now look, people talk about, about that Scott little Ian, that little story, cool. that little like anecdote has like people still love that little story because Kendrick, uh, I forget, is it Lamar? That's the one. <laughs> That's the one. He, I forget if it's backseat freestyle or what track it is, but he says 25 lighters on my dresser. Yes, sir. I guess to get paid. <laughs> he doesn't include that part, but it's, it's clearly obviously an homage to that. Yeah. I mean, obviously on this album, he says, I just got paid today. Or is that on this album? Got a pocket full of change. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's the same one. That's also I like it in Waiting for a Bus where he says he's got his his uh or in Beer Drinkers and Hellraisers when he says he's got his can of dinner. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh what's in so that can? If we're gonna talk about dinner and we're talking about Trace Ombres, we gotta talk about the gatefold. Yeah. Best gatefold of all time. It really is. For the listener, I'm gonna post If you Instagram. have a better one, let us know. Otherwise oh. we're claiming that's number one. The only one that's better is if it's like what, a winning lottery ticket? Like nah. what could be I mean I'll I'll post a picture on Instagram. I actually you haven't seen it. It's just a it's a table with full, just like full of food, full of Mexican Tex-Mex food. The best yeah. Tex-Mex looking. <laughs> it looks food like in a the huge mess. <laughs> Apparently, I read that they uh, that they you know that was from a real restaurant that they really went to all the time. I think that they spent like less than ten dollars. That was just their, their favorite little spot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was two. It was like two plates, <laughs> like two separate orders that they put together. And apparently, like two minutes after they took that picture, like a golden retriever just like jumped on that table and like ate all that shit up. Dag on. Well, I mean, it, it. I'm trying to think of a way to explain it. It's, it's like the the godfather of all these sort of hot plate Mexican restaurants of art. The El Rodeos of the world. Shout out to El Rodeo, the Enchilada Supreme. For real. But love El Rodeo. That restaurant's amazing, and it's that kind of vibe, but a whole another level, obviously. And also, it's more of a Tex vibe, less than, than what we're discussing, which is like American style. Well, I just food. like the idea of these three rad dudes making this sick record and then it's like what if she put it as a gatefold oh we'll put it as this lunch? restaurant we go to three or four times a week so we'll real. just put that like uh, that and, very much speaks to me and it and looks the way i like so like good. things yeah they're just like some real dudes <laughs> it looks like a, but it's so much stuff it looks it, the spread or like makes you think of like a thanksgiving dinner vibe like a holiday hang like families in town let's go all out and get everything it it's awesome it makes you hungry it does, as does the jalapeno green vinyl. Which is... It's spicy, I'm here to tell you. It's, I mean, I'm, I've, I listen to that record probably, you know, a million times, but in the past couple of weeks getting ready for this, I had it on the turntable, like, on the regs, and uh, it just really holds up. So I'd say listen to it. If you, if you like ZZ Top or you don't like ZZ Top, you think they're a joke, you think that they're, you know, some dudes with beards. Well, then eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> that first. I would highly recommend checking out Trace Hombres because it really is uh, beginning to end just a solid record yeah I think that's I think it's the best entry point into like what really is like when you there's people that like ZZ Top the people that love ZZ Top and you're like what do these people like about ZZ it's this kind of thing and it's this record and like how good it is and uh, how good it sounds also like I'm not super I'm not a, like audiophile guy but like yeah well, this, this sounds awesome and the- like they really like it's I mean it's only three dudes but it just it rips. It's only three dudes. We're only three dudes. Trace Ombres. Welcome to the dude cast. This is our Trace Ombres. Yeah, you guys can't see it, but this table has got a bunch of mic cables and like... And one like salt lamp. tacos. Trace Ombres, <laughs> uno salt lamp. 
<laughs> so we took a short break and went to El Rodeo. We filled this table up with just enchiladas. We should do a. Uh, we should start. We should get them to spot to the pod. El Rodeo. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna see if you could get Richie Reno to come back and bring some cereal, and and like he instead will. of instead of pop tarts and just eat a bunch because I think one. You know the listeners; they want to hear somebody like People dog chewing. in a bowl of craft and crunch into yeah. a mic. Yes, <laughs> and two, I think it might. You know, you guys might get some new listeners when people are searching iTunes for cereal, and then they find it. <laughs> so they're searching phonetically. Yeah, <laughs> they're like I heard about this podcast, cereal, and then all of a sudden they turn up on Richie. Just yeah, we should do that. Yeah, that's a hey. Look, anything we can get for new. Good listeners. thing Richie doesn't know how to spell the word cereal. <laughs> <laughs> give us a lot of new listeners yeah we uh it's too many in fact we're unsettled by how many people are now listening to the pod and saying we can't keep up with these emails we're getting all these one star text. reviews oh man they, they say with that i tried uh, to write a review and i and i like submitted it and it was like it wouldn't let me it's on there i've seen it. oh it is mm-hmm. it said uh, is it on there five times because i think I like, <laughs> no it's on there once i <laughs> i just saw it the other day all right good well um happy to help I love that on the on the internet when someone comments on something and then they and then it's again like God damn it why did it comment again like <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is about that like that human frustration that I find so comforting of someone like why did it do it twice like at this point we all know like no one thinks you actually typed the same thing twice and meant it twice yeah. and yet everyone's still embarrassed by it I like, love I, I just, love that in general just love people being frustrated for like stupid things yeah there was a um, I don't know if this is like worthy of being on the podcast, but there was a sure it is. Instagram about how the North Carolina Museum of Art took all the flowers from the art or whatever the flower show they were doing where they have like people do flower mm-hmm. arrangements to echo the paintings and they put them in all these trash cans around town, like kind of like bursting out of the trash cans. People are like, oh, you know, it's kind of a cool idea. They're going to throw them away. Might as well spread them out. But then there's this like lone commenter, like 10 down. It's like, unfortunately, some pedestrians have started taking the flowers home. Oh, heavens to Betsy. Someone takes a flower home. My man's narking people out for taking flowers (laughs) out of the trash. trash flowers. (laughs) Giving them to like their girlfriends. Oh, man. I want to meet that guy. I love that dude, man. I want to be like, yo. Those are my favorite. All right. He also calls them pedestrians, which is great. (laughs) Unfortunately, some lower class people have been taking flowers home. There was a. I get I get fascinated by those kind of people, like those psychos in the internet. I one time I, I can't recall. I don't remember why I googled this, but I googled like best your mama jokes. Oh yeah, I thought it'd be funny to see some, right? And then this is a joke that someone had clearly written for the internet, and the joke was, "Your mama's so fat when you're when you're <laughs> your mama's so fat." Um, when she sits on the television while you're watching Family Guy, Brian the dog dies. <laughs> that was the joke. First of all, not a funny joke. It doesn't make it, it's, it's even R. a Brian. lick of sense. I couldn't. I, I became. We came from the golden era of your mama jokes. <laughs> yeah, we got them all out. Yeah, the we've gotten that, like, the we've gotten you sit on the thing and it makes a thing. We've we've nailed all those punchlines. It's so this outside, but she thought it was. You can't that. just make up one. Weird Al took most of them for fat. I yeah. think you can't just make up a long-winded one just to. Also, you're watching Family Guy. <laughs> she sits. You have on to the create TV too much of a scene. for no reason. Just sits yeah. on top of your television I, I and a character dies. How much time that guy took on that? That's the thing. Show. I I would listen to a fifty-part episode doc podcast of about him writing life. jokes just who and why 
Like, who and what are you? What's your favorite? Your mama joke? Mm-hmm. You Googled b- best ones. What's, do you yeah, have a what favorite? Was the top? Yeah, I wouldn't say mine was how high mine ranked. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you're suggesting? Um, or what's one that comes to mind that you're like, that was always a hot one to bust out? I can't. I'm having, You caught me at the moment. I'm, I'm having a hard time. There was definitely a, like... Uh, it was probably related to the size of her belt. <laughs> Which I imagine I would guess. was pretty long. It could, it, could like, long. <laughs> it could maybe wrap around the whole earth or something like that. <laughs> Asteroid belt. How about yours, Matt? What was your favorite? Your you mother. Sat on a dollar bill. I made four quarters. <laughs> <laughs> There's the, the, you know, she, I told her it was chilly outside and she grabbed a bowl. There's all these. Uh, we, we know them all. Yeah. We know them all. But the classics. Or we thought we knew them all. Turns out there's family guys. Turns out he sits on the television and Brian the dog dies. <laughs> Why wouldn't everybody die? <laughs> See, now Luke gets it. Yeah. What is with, what's it with this fucking joke, man? It doesn't mean anything. Also, like it. they're cartoons. They can't die. <sighs> See, let's find this guy. Yeah. he's got a lot of explaining. Exactly. Him. Who? Who let's are you? Up, let's and look what him up with and the flower narc. I want to know everything Instagram. about him. Oh yeah. I mean, when I see, I mean, this reminds me of my boy Bob and Vagine. Who like like just these sort of insane? I can't understand them, but the internet provides them for you, and you get fascinated with for a moment. Like, who are you, and what possessed you to write this? Yeah. So that everyone else can read it. People are frustrated these days, man. I think people have had it. I've noticed that looking on social media. Also, just, teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like don't get too hung up on like what potentially might be a 13 year old well it's possible this kid is a like a he, he could be a seven-year-old your mama joke prodigy yeah and this is just his early work he could be in all ap classes yeah his, his, <laughs> like his Matt, peers it'll be a total burnout his peers might not even know about this style of joke he might be like throwing it back it might be so like wait, so this is a throwback still, joke i think it could be i like, think making fun of people's mothers is, is universal yeah and i think it could time. be like the grateful dead now too where it's like once you start to get into his jokes then you can start to understand them <laughs> okay i love this it's guy like, now. it's like wine yeah, yeah. <laughs> we really come around on this dude i'm still kind of juries still out on the flower narc i wonder if i yeah, google those words that joke will pop up it was on like a it's so much like a yahoo answers vibe where we'll you see the response the and you're like oh my god like what are you talking about the google's list of the 20 top 25 your mama jokes yeah we'll upvote it we'll make it we'll make it we'll make it a big deal um well hey Instead of reading these terrible your mama jokes online, you should uh, rate and review this podcast. You should go out of your way to listen to Trace Ombres by ZZ Top. You should go out of your way to listen to the new Nap Eyes, the most recent Gun Outfit, and the new Twin Peaks single. Um, speaking of which, we're going to play a Twin Peaks song right now, and then we'll be back with some, uh, some plugs and some goodbyes and all that good stuff. Back for more of the Nice Price podcast in just a moment.
Hey! What'd you think of that song? I loved it. What'd you think, Matt? Thought it was great. It was called Under the Pines by Twin Peaks um, from their new compilation Sweet 17 Singles or Sweet Singles 17. And that's the year 2017 because all those singles are released in that format in 2017. Um, You've been listening to the Nice Price Podcast. Our special guest this week is Luke Buchanan, the Make It Happen Captain. Luke, thanks again for being on the pod. Thanks for uh, having me, yep. We've been talking ZZ Top, Nap Eyes, Gun Outfit, Twin Peaks, as previously discussed. Lots of other things were talked about. We veered we, into Zappa and Dune for a while. A lot of Dune talk. Not Apparently a, there's discussion of a Dune I don't know cast. if you heard us, the Dune cast. I mean the Dude cast. <laughs> Never a drop of rain on Arrakis. So I would I would go to my plugs first, but all I'm going to be talking about is how I apparently I have to read Dune now. So before that, Matt, what do you got coming up in these uh, these upcoming days and, and months? Well, you put me on the spot because I already told you I didn't have any plugs. But <laughs> Ooh, uh, I, was for that. I will be, after you've already heard this, I will have just DJed at Ruby Deluxe. Ooh, great plug. Um, Debt, uh, Debt has a show coming up later, late April. This is a while now. You got time to, you got time to, uh, put it, get off work for it. <laughs> put it a, a basement punk schedule house Schedule fly requests. Uh, get, hit the schedule fly because you want to go to this basement punk house show that my band is playing at. <laughs> <laughs> you want to miss this Thursday night of work. Uh, <laughs> April 26th, I turn, well, doesn't matter who. It's my birthday at midnight. Nice. And uh, we're playing with a couple of touring bands, I think. All right, well, hey. Um, Stay tuned for that. I wasn't ready for you to ask me. Put him on the spot. This is how real podcasters do it. This is how Bob the Blade did it. I mean, yeah, the Blade, you know, he was. They called him that for the Blade because he was so sharp with his. Uh, <laughs> I think I it's because he wore like questions. Oakley blades. Like, <laughs> even, like even at Oh, night. maybe he rode a, a razor to work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking asshole. All right, so I'm going to plug. <laughs> I'm going to plug. You hear the- that, Bob? <laughs> We're coming for you. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to plug the oh, uh, previously discussed Twin Peaks. They're playing April 2nd at the Motor Co. Music Hall, I believe it's called, mm-hmm. in Durham, North Carolina. I'm going to go to that show. I'll go. Um, oh, Luke's going. Yeah. We'll carpool. Let's do this. I'm sure dozens of other people will be there. You should Roll be there, out. too. Um, I- I'll say this. If you actually go to that show, um, holler at me. I'll buy you a Miller Lite or whatever drink it is, is, is that is your choice within reason. Don't order like the... like. $29 like damn Bloody Craft Mary beer. that's got like a banana in it and shit. I'm not into that. But uh, if you're at that Twin Peaks show, come find me, holler at me. Um, and Luke will be there. And uh, I'm sure some of the friends of ours will be there. It'll be a fun show. Let's go. April 2nd, Motorco Music Hall. Hell yeah. What about you, Luke? You got some plugs? Uh, I got a, Yeah, I got a couple plugs. Um, you know, I'm not typically podcaster. Mostly I'm a painter. Um, thinking about switching that up though. This is, you know, I've been having a great time. Well, there's a Dune cast you got yeah. coming up. Well, I'm going to do the Dune cast. We got Gleaning the Cube. Um, Gleaning the Cube. What's this? That's the Ice Cube. It's podcast. a whole. It's the story. Ah, told I apologize. Earlier. You discussed yeah. earlier. Yes, that's the one we probably decipher got, his. Probably got edited out <laughs> <laughs> from his mind already. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, most of the time I'm in my studio painting. Listen to a lot of podcasts. Listen to uh, my favorite podcast, the Ice Price podcast. Second favorite podcast second favorite Let's we talked about the first i mean i'm just trying to you know i would Big like up. to plug the nice price podcast uh, but no i got a show coming up april 8th at the lee hansley gallery here in raleigh i'm pretty excited about it it's i don't do a whole lot of gallery shows in raleigh 
Um, but this is a good one because I'll be with my, it's a two person show with my uh, painting teacher, Lope Max Diaz, who was my fundamentals teacher at NC State, school design, go Wolfpack. Um, it's April 8th. What time is it? April 8th. This is Sunday. Typically, these things are like from 2 to 5 on Sundays when they're at the at Lee's place. Um, so it'll be my work and my teacher's work. Um, so I'm doing that right now. I actually thought it was going to be later, and so I'm kind of struggling right now. Well, not struggling. I'm just working hard trying to get everything now, done. Now, here's a question. The way th these shows work is you go in and you say loudly which person's work you prefer the most, uh -huh. correct? Yeah. Well it's, well, it's like one of those, like, Facebook. You walk in, you look around. Luke's better. Yeah. <laughs> really it's loud. It's like one of those Instagram story things, like, where you have to, like, you know, you vote immediately. And then whichever, if look, my teacher or myself, whoever gets the most likes, uh, the other person, they, 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 they get to keep their paintings. The other person, they go, I'll get thrown away. That makes sense. Yeah. They get put in the trash on the street, just like those flowers did. <laughs> and then people narc you out yeah, for some, taking... And the world's some largest fucking these, dork gets mad about yeah. it. Some people are taking these paintings out of the trash can and hanging them in their homes. Uh, I also want to plug... Um, you know, I, I play like the cover-up and stuff, but I don't really in a band. But my brother, Sean Buchanan, is in uh, Raleigh Rockers, Mega Colossus. Mm -hmm. And they're playing... Which sounds like an awesome show. It's going to be at King's Best, Best Rock Club in Raleigh. They're playing with a band called Bit Brigade, and they're doing. I know Enoch's going to love this. They're uh -huh. doing the uh, Legend of Zelda soundtrack live. Ah, that's my favorite album. While they have like some dude come in there and speed play Legend of Zelda like on a screen, and he beats the game while the band is playing the soundtrack. And if he dies, <laughs> he, yeah, he's rolling his eyes right now. I didn't roll my eyes. Um, I. But uh, don't understand what's going on. Anymore. I don't understand either. I, I want to. See I can't this. roll my eyes if I don't even comprehend what words you're saying. <laughs> but the reason I thought I'm, it was like the best game ever, and it takes you like a hundred hours. He's gonna the beat this, the whole damn thing. That's why it's so dope that he can do it so quickly. This guy can do it real quick because he's just like practices a lot. And meanwhile, the live band is playing along. Apparently, they did Mega Man too. I haven't seen that, but uh, Sean said it was dope. And then uh, Mega Colossus and Double Ferrari are opening. That's. April 30th at King's. Okay, y'all should go to that. Uh, Walt will be there. <laughs> so shout him out and uh, say hi to him. I, I'm, I, I'm Walt so, Buchanan will probably be there too. I'm so unsure of like how and what that means. I don't either. That maybe I should yeah. go see it to expand my horizons. Yeah, apparently Sean said that like if like this guy that's playing the game, apparently he's great. And he like beats God, it real quick. People are paying to see him play a video game. <laughs> yeah. He ought to be great. Yeah. But, but apparently, if he dies, then the band whole switches up and they play like the dinner, 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 like dive music, and then they have to restart at the beginning. So, uh, may I ask, do, do we you know that he is just night. pressing play? Yeah. If he keeps on, like, up. a pre-recorded segment and he's just pretending to play along, is that a possibility? That it's a Millie Vanilli situation? I hadn't thought about that, Ooh. but that would probably be the way to do it. Right? That's what I would do. Yeah, just like link to like a YouTube video, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm so good at this, right?" Or even, I mean, if, even if it's still him. He's doing beer bombs. Playing, like, playing air guitar. The one time he did it. Yeah, playing air guitar is like pretty fun. I'm sure he's doing easy. it right. Playing Posse vibes. I should, yeah, I shouldn't, I shouldn't hate it. I don't even know what the fuck it is. It would be pretty, <laughs> pretty easy to pretend to be like hitting a joystick though. Yeah. yeah. yeah I could think I could that. You did it really well. You could probably replace this guy. You, if you, you frantically sick. press it with your thumb. Matt's a gamer. Is that true? No, it's not. Yeah. Um, you, did a pretty, you did a pretty convincing fake uh, controller, though. <laughs> we are now going to introduce for the listeners a first-time segment here. It's called um, not letters, letters to the editor. What do you call the thing? Qu listener questions. What do we call this segment? Letter, letters from listeners. Letters from listeners. 
Letters from Listeners Volume One. Like, you got, song? I think you've got some bones to pick with us. I'm told. <laughs> oh yeah, this is a. Li- I'm the listener. You're the listener. First time listener. You got letters. Or long time listener, first time guest. No, I, I I went through a few of them actually. I just wanted to. There was a couple things that what as listening along in the studio. Was it mistakes we made? And you were like screaming like, "No, you idiots!" Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. What was it? Well, there was one where someone's talking about a George Harrison song, and they say it so. You said the wrong George Harrison song. That was me. Well, yeah. someone else said George Harrison. I the thought one they were most, talking about. Who, I got the one who looks most like George Harrison. <laughs> yeah. I think that All you said it was must pass from inside of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so you said it was got my mind set on you, but I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, was it? I've got my mind set. Yeah, on. that was the one. And all the like the little animals, like that are. There you go. Do you hear it? Y'all hear this? All the animals that. Oh, this singing. is a different song than what I'm, I was singing. Oh, now it now it's a different song. No, <laughs> I'll play the damn Bob Dylan one. Hang on. Where is uh? We're just phone. We're just playing phone shit. Yeah, I think we are. Why can I find? Actually, let's let's let Allie do this. She's a professional. Babe, I couldn't even find the door. I couldn't even see the floor. I'd be sad and blue. That's Bob Dylan. If not for you. Bob Dylan wrote that song, correct? Yeah. Yes. So I'm right, and Matt's wrong. Yeah, you're right now, I guess. Like, Wait, which one is it? Nope, couldn't, couldn't be that. It's definitely Bob Dylan, New Morning. Damn, I can't. Didn't even that. acknowledge the fact that it, it's on All Things Must Pass. But it's also a Bob Dylan song on New Morning Maybe called It's it Not is. For You. Well, who wrote it, though? Bob Dylan wrote it. I think Bob Dylan wrote that song. So for the listener, this is this whole. Thing when you Google "if not for you," part. the first thing comes up that comes up is "if not for you" by George Harrison. That's but not to say who wrote it. I'm just saying it's the first thing that comes up. Well, if we're just listening to what Google pulls up, it pulls up. Hey, your mom is so fat she sat on the TV and Brian the dog died. <laughs> Which is now, like every so time you say that it, we were, I like it even more. That Matt was right in his mind. I was right in actuality. It's fine. They, we were talking about the same song. They, I will say I did not know the All Things Must Pass version, so therefore what you were talking about was right. And not, I was speaking about go. the New if Morning not for you, If not for you, Maybe is, I couldn't a, find is a song by Bob Dylan recorded for his 1970 album, New Morning. You can Dil- stop there. Dylan Whoop. recorded the album version in August 1970, having first recorded the song in a session with George Harrison on May 1st of that year. Boom. So it's like they were the, together, and it's... And George Harrison has a version of it, but I'm being chill and saying we're both right when everybody cool. knows that. No, I'm, right. I'm okay with that answer. It seemed like you thought I was a crazy person for saying George Harrison had, had even no, had a version well, of it. You thought I was crazy when I said it was Bob Dylan. You're like, no, you idiot. I wrote song just now. I didn't even find out here, but it's isn't it called "What Is What Is My Life"? It's like, what is my life without you by my yeah. side? By my, yeah, I think that's even maybe what I meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was like if not either way without you. Whichever episode it is, someone like someone like has that guitar riff. I think it was Al Riggs. Yeah, it's for what is my life. Um, But no, I'm exhausted from that. Yeah, the other one was just the. uh, I just want to tell that Devo story. I wanted to make sure that you know my boy John Upsell got his uh, credit for calling for recognizing Robert Plant. Mm -hmm. Oh, and the other thing that I thought was this isn't a correction. It's just an interesting thing. You were talking about Long Island Ice Tees and blue motorcycles. Yes, on the last that was Daniel Tomas. From what I understand, the Long Island Ice Tea got its name because housewives 
in Long Island would pour a little bit out of every bottle into like and make a drink out of it so that it wouldn't look like they'd been they were day drinking getting wasted yeah and so they called it the long island iced tea because that was like and they would add a little bit of like brown coca cola to make it look to like, make it look like they were yep. acceptable to drink tea. on the yep. porch which is also where this uh tea, you know vodka on the rocks gets its name as the long island ice water so it's a nice oh i didn't know cool that down i don't think that's really a thing <laughs> it is so it now. appears that people in long island get trashed from what I've understood, and they they've attempted unsuccessfully to cover it up for the rest of the world. Yeah. Well, now here's a question: if you're if you're in Long Island, can you just order an iced tea, and they bring it to you, and you're like, think, oh my god, I'm almost positive that that's true. Okay, I'm gonna try it. I also mm. love it as a you know if, if you know me, you know I'm a bartender. I've been for a long time. And one of my favorite things in the world right. is at, <laughs> is at Pool's Diner would you know. Pool's Diner, Southern Cuisine, all that stuff. We've never had iced tea. And people just come in, they're like, oh, you know, I'll just have a sweet tea. I'll just, you know, and we like, oh, we don't have iced tea. And of course, almost probably as often as you get, what's going on on the road out there? Yeah. They say, don't you know this is the, we, y'all down south now? Yeah. Um, but my favorite is when people say, like, oh, I'll have a, um, I'll have a sweet tea. Be like, oh, I'm sorry, we don't have iced tea. And they'll be like, uh, Jack and Coke. <laughs> Shout out! Yeah, I always, I always yeah. imagine that they're like, "Today's the day." Yeah. All right, I'm just gonna drink tea. I'm making it happen today. Oh, I'm sure and then that. they ah, hit that first turpentine, whatever. They hit, hit that first stumbling block, and <laughs> it's just like, "All right, we'll, we'll start again tomorrow." Here's my question: What's your least favorite drink to make, and why? Oh, um, I think the grossest drink is probably the amaretto sour. I've never really understood why somebody would want to drink that. It's not hard to make. I don't care. I love. I mean, I've been doing this for a long time. I, I don't mind making. You're drinks. probably pretty proficient at all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I just knock them out. Like that'll be. But what's $10. the one when they're like, "I'll have a," and there's a millisecond you're like, "I don't want. Don't be this one." Well, I try to be. Yeah. I mean, there's some that take a lot of work. I try to be. You know, I try to understand that not everybody like lives in a bar like I do, and they don't necessarily like, know like all the names of drinks. Squares. Yeah. They're, called, I mean, they're called losers. I don't dude. have time for them. The bridge and tunnel crowd, but uh, <laughs> I don't really have time for that. But uh, people complain about making mojitos. I'll make fuck. I made I made mojitos for Kenny G. What? Yeah. Kenneth G. Kenneth G. <laughs> now, interestingly, do you know what the G stands for? Gangster. <laughs> Kenneth Gangster. Kenny G. Being probably one of the only Grammy Award winning artists that's performed live at pools during service. <laughs> Um, what did he play? The skin flute? <laughs> he played some song. This, these people came in and they were getting in. This guy got engaged to his girlfriend and we all like were in on it. And then he like asked her to marry him. And I swear to God, there's a video of it. Uh, shout out to Kate Lupiani. She's got it on her Instagram or on Facebook. And uh, wait, he, the guy says, the girl says yes. And like straight up, Kenny G like pops up from behind the table with his sax. And it's just like, <laughs> wait. You're kidding, right? Nah, man. I got pictures. I got Alex, Vaughn, and Renee and me. Wait, like, he was in on it? Or he just Kenny happened G- to be there with his K- sax? He happened to be there with his sax and got in on it and played and he, they danced. Is this, a, is this a bit? This uh, is insane. No, he was in Raleigh for a couple of yeah, nights. Yeah, I didn't know uh, he was Hank, playing Hank uh, carded him at the door of Capitol Club. Because <laughs> <laughs> Hank, uh, Hank has a firm rule of just carding everyone yeah. just so no it's one can rule. say like, you didn't call don't I look old enough? He's yeah. like, I card everyone. Yeah. Give me your ID. Like the airport. And, uh, and he came up and it was Kenny G and he carded it. Ken- <laughs> and it said right there, Kenneth Gangster. Kenneth Gangster. Here's your ID. Thank you, sir. Go inside. No, he came back uh, three nights in a row. He was just crushing mojitos. And he, you know, I guess he liked the way I made them. But 
they turn green when I do them. Hell yeah. But uh, I, I, don't, I don't care. I'll make you any drink you want. And the funny thing is, people ask me, like, what is your favorite drink? I just drink, like, a shot of whiskey and a beer. You know, hey, we've all got shit, man. It's all relative. Let's we make it. Least. Let's be chill. So, hey, to the listener, thank you again, of course, um, for listening to episode 20-something of the Nice Price Podcast. Uh, shout out to all of you. Shout off, of course, to um, Wilt. With the um, pavement and statement, and they, uh, and uh, they're they're trying to take down big podcast, which I think is they're tr- they're saying us, they're trying yeah. to take us down with this indie week thing. Oh man, there's a new indie week local podcast what? category, so you can you can say hey vote for us for local podcast. Do you have He's to have started saying, it yet? Uh, yeah, if you're asking if the Dunecast can make it, <laughs> yeah. I'll vote for the. You can you can write in. I'll write in the Dunecast. The Dunecast might not make it, but this Dunecast might be in the running, baby. Dunecast episode one, baby. We'll bring it back again. Uh, thanks for listening. We're gonna uh, we're gonna play you out with some to to play us out. We're gonna play us out with some uh, nap eyes. You know Correct? what? I'm switching it up. Audible, huh? Audible, they call it in football. This guy. They do. Uh, I'm gonna go with a gun outfit song. We're gonna play a gun outfit song. You know, just because yeah, I do. Can't it's called. Him down. Uh, I th- but just just because. I think uh, I think this is. (laughs) I think uh, if you just like the vibe of this song, I just think this is an amazing song. And if you like the vibe of this, you'll probably like all of it. You'll probably want to check out Paradise, not only Paradise of Bachelors, but Nap Eyes, who just come out with a great record. But this Gun Outfit song is called "Strange Insistence." So thanks for listening to the Nice Price podcast. Thanks again to Luke Buchanan to make it happen, Captain. Thanks again for uh, Matt Phone for showing up. Um, Here I am again. Condolences to Ali B's family and Doinks on her untimely death. Um, and she's, RP, I guess again to the, doink, to the whole Doink family. Um, check us or check us out on iTunes and like and subscribe and all those wonderful things. Tell your friends, which is of course the most important thing. And uh, and again, I'm glad you enjoyed the Dude Cast. And we'll have uh, Nap Eyes. Nope, take it back. Gun outfit, it, strange assistance. Gun outfit, strange assistance. Two for um, Tuesdays. <laughs> hey Allie, if you, if you feel like doing a two for Tuesdays, do it. Do an homage to Bobby Blade do it, right Double here. it up, baby. Yeah. All right, love you, mean it. Bye.
fountain in the middle Where do you think I've been?
Space cave. 